Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder, ski areas where the snow comes first. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, February 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Coatesville woman is accused of stealing more than $34,000 from a woman she was supposed to be caring for, according to West Whiteland Township Police Department. 35-year-old Charlique Boggs worked for the 68-year-old victim in a senior care capacity. The victim reported the theft of over $34,000 in cash over a six-month period. The 68-year-old noticed someone had handwritten money from her account and made two car payments, according to police. Boggs became a suspect because her name was allegedly listed on the two car payments. Other information was obtained, police said, which allegedly linked Boggs to the thefts from the victim's bank account. Boggs was charged and arraigned on Tuesday. Her bail was set at $50,000. How loathsome. Right? Two Ohio State University football players have been accused of rape and kidnapping, according to Columbus Police. Police charged offensive players 21-year-old Amir Reap and 21-year-old Jensen Wint late Tuesday, and warrants have been issued for their arrest. In an affidavit filed by police, the woman was hanging out with Reap in an apartment he shares with Wint on February 4th when they uh, began to engage in consensual sex. The woman stopped and told Reap she didn't want to continue. Wint then entered the room and asked if he could join. Uh, He then allegedly grabbed the woman by her neck and raped her, the affidavit said. Reap then held the woman down with his body while Wint forced oral sex. The woman pushed Wint away and he forced on her again. After several minutes, they stopped and Reap told the woman that she needed to say, uh, she needed to say what happened was consensual on a video recording while laughing at her, the affidavit said. He then told uh, the woman she needed to shower before driving her back to her residence. The university released a statement saying they are aware that the two students have been arrested and criminally charged and that they have been suspended from all activities involving the football program. Reap is a 6'1", 185-pound corner Back from Cincinnati entering his senior season, while Wint is a six foot, 198 pound redshirt senior safety from Brooklyn, according to the court documents and the Ohio State Buckeyes website. First responders helped deliver the first baby born in Sea Isle City, New Jersey, in more than 40 years. Wow. It was Yay! the it was supposed to be the couple's last weekend away before their second child was to arrive. Joe and Gian Galato planned to spend some quality time with three-year-old Brielle in Sea Isle before she became a big sister. On Monday, January 27th, uh, the family was in Sea Isle, and Gian was about three weeks from her due date, but she started to have pain. The pain got worse, so her husband called 911. Police and EMTs were there within minutes. Officer Steve Jankowski with the Sea Isle City Police Department said the dad came running out and said that he saw feet, so we knew it was a little more serious than the normal transport to the hospital. Yeah. Within five minutes, police and EMT arrived. Uh, GN delivered the baby girl named Luciana. Police say that they got their supplies for a natural delivery and to cut the umbilical cord, and the baby was delivered right there on the bedroom floor. It was a rare occurrence for Sea Isle with no hospital in town. A baby hasn't been born there since 1977, so the city honored both the family and the first responders for helping make history. Baby Luciana has been at Shore Memorial Center in Summers Point since she was born, but her parents say that she will likely be able to go home any day now. Is that the closest hospital to them, that, oh, where she yeah. is right now? Yeah, no. 20 minutes. Yeah. No, no, that's not the closest one. There's one right outside of Avalon. Uh, they said, I don't think, not not to deliver babies. That might be for like. Oh, well, he was asking hospital, not yeah. necessarily. Okay. A, that's uh, a exclusively a nose job. Uh, <laughs> rhinoplasty, yeah. Yeah, I think these are the closest hospitals about 20 minutes, which is um, this one in Summers Point. Right. I never really have thought about it. You know, communities that haven't had a baby born in yeah. X yeah. amount of time. And I guess, yeah, certainly there. 
I mean, where we vacation, when we go to Montauk, um, we ended, we had to go to the hospital one year, and it was 45 minutes away. There was nothing on the way. There were, like, um, uh, urgent cares and things like that, but they they wouldn't take us. So we had to drive, you know, having to go 45 minutes. Especially you- when you need it. When you need a place that transcends a, you know, one of those walk-in places, and you need a hospital. But, yeah. I mean, like, you see pregnant women walking around there all the time. and uh, you That's know, a risky thing. You never, but uh, you never think, like, oh, yeah. well, if anything happened, you got to go yeah. 45 minutes to get to a hospital. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the L.A. Clippers last night in South Philly. Josh yeah, Richardson right. scored 17 of his 21 points in the fourth quarter, helping the Sixers win 110-103. to 103. Ben Simmons had 26 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists for the Sixers, who continued to have their NBA have the NBA's best record at home with 25 and 2. Joel Embiid also scored 26 points, and Tobias Harris added 17 points and 12 rebounds. The Sixers are now on their all-star break and don't play again until next Thursday, February 20th, and they'll travel to Brooklyn to play the Nets. The Flyers lost to the New York Islanders last night in Brooklyn. The Flyers came back from a 3-0 deficit to tie the game at 3-3 with just over 90 seconds remaining in the game, but Ryan Pulak put the Islanders back ahead with just over 40 seconds to play to give the Islanders the win. The third period was scoreless until Sean Couturier tied the game with 132 left on the clock, but that comeback was foiled by Pulak's goal less than a minute later, and the Islanders then added an empty netter. The Flyers are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to South Florida to play the Panthers. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy, and welcome, welcome all Wednesday mornings. Wednesdays are, are pretty exciting on the show. We usually have a lot of stuff going on, and that is certainly the case today. Day. Uh, we'll start with the fact that we have a secret text word prize. We have four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show. <laughs> February 21st to the 23rd at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And Casey is going to be there. Yeah, there's a correction. Does that say Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. It's going to be Saturday. Saturday, February 23rd. Let me put that on here so I don't mess that when up. When I went to the home show last year, um, <laughs> the, they were setting up. I guess it, it kind of like uh, switches over or they were setting up in the other room. And they came over and they are like, they were huge fans of our show. Some of the people that were. The fishing show people? The, the fishing show people. And they were like, you got to come over. We'll we'll show you around. You're going to love it. I didn't have time. I had to leave and uh, go somewhere right after. So, Case, I'm glad that you're going to be at this so that you can, they can show I, you around. I would love to see Kathy surf casting with the hat and the lures and the tackle box pressed. Well, I was also thinking, like, what, yeah. what are you going to show me? I don't, I don't know anything I'd about like to see her out in the river with yeah. hip waders on. Yeah, totally. Doing the whole thing. Absolutely. A little basket on your side for your catch. The river runs through it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, we have tickets for that. So, text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call him with the word. The designated caller wins tickets. So does someone that we will choose randomly. On top of that, we have Fox Good Day. We're going to go live there this morning. Maybe we'll talk about vegetables or something along those lines. Sure. Uh, We also have a chance for you to win $500. That's also on Fox because that's where Dr. Oz is on. And uh, hopefully you watched yesterday's show because we'll have a question about that. And maybe you can win a $500 Amex gift card. We have the Super Nanny on the program today. Joe Frost will be joining us around 9 o'clock. I don't think we've ever spoken to her before, have we? Uh, yes, we yes. have. Did we? Yeah, Years once. Ago. Okay. All right. I, and we, we, I think, and you said, and I, I agree, I'm, 
kind of crush on her a little I've bit. I've always had a little thing for yeah. her. Yeah. She's, she's super cute, and uh, she's really great at what she does. So we'll talk to her later on this morning. And our friends at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa are coming by today. That's so good. Now, don't get too jealous that we're going to be getting some in-studio massage therapy uh, activity. We are going to be giving away free massages as well when they stop by. So... Listen up for your chance to win that. You can use it for yourself. Give it to somebody else for a wonderful Valentine's gift and so on. But you can oh, get yeah. information and purchase gift cards at handandstone.com. So they will be by. And then we have a little announcement that we're going to do about something that's coming up. And we'll do that in the uh, Round Bazaar file uh, in the 8 o'clock, eight 7, o'clock. 7, 8 o'clock hour or something like that. So anyhow, we'll reiterate the announcement make sure you know about it. So we have a lot going on today. I like it when that happens. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll roll out the entertainment stories. And uh, we'll do a stupid question all that good stuff as we begin our midweek sojourn. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. And the question that I have for you, well, let's let's talk about a movie. The movie The Princess Diaries was produced by what well-known singer? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this answer. The movie The Princess Diaries uh, was produced by what well-known singer? Two one five two six three WMMR call right now. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. You know what I want to do this morning? I want to see if we can do an entire thirty minutes of just talking about people's birthdays. Yes, sometimes yeah. we will go a pretty long <laughs> well, time on this, but there are a lot of them today. All right, let it rip. That's, yeah. I, the, there, there's some days where there aren't that many, but if, this could be one of those days. You know? We'll talk. We'll we'll start with the guy we were just talking about the other day about what a great actor he is. Josh Brolin has his birthday today. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, he's he, he's been in so many damn movies. Once you start to list them, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, man, I forgot about that, too. I mean, Thanos and yeah. Cable. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Jonah Hex, he's played as yeah. well. Which I kind of like that movie. I forgot about Jonah Hex. I always yeah. like the, the, those comics. By the way, the Thanos character, they, you know, the, the, you, I think you first really see him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. The way they render him differently for the Avengers movies, um, way, way better. Well, they explain it. There's a, yeah. uh, there's a web channel, a, a YouTube channel, I think it's called Corridor Crew, and it's all these special effects artists that sit there and they dissect how they achieve these certain things. They have the guy who was nominated for all these Marvel movies and for Thanos. Yeah. And the meticulous aspect of actually having the pores in his skin expand and contract mm. as he's moving his face and the way his eyes reflect light wow. the key to making him seem real. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's great. We were just talking about how wonderful he is in American Gangster. And he's awesome in the movie Milk and No Country for Old Men. He goes all the way back to the Goonies for crying out yeah. loud. Did you ever see uh, uh, Susario? No, Sicaro? No, no Sicario, I did not. Yeah. No, yeah. you guys told me it was great. So good. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's excellent. He is 52 today. Christina Ricci. Uh, has a birthday and it. She's forty years old today. Oh my god! I when Wednesday, she was a kid, man. Preston, what the hell's happening? Wow. 
40 years old today. And you interviewed her when she was a kid. You were not impressed. Yeah, she had a bit of an attitude. Yeah. So she's, she's always been kind of a strange gal, you know. But I, I um, think I like her now. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen her. She's done a few things where she's uh, she's the, the, the definition of a waif. Yeah. 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 It's weird. She was kind of like my first internet um, search crush chick. Okay. She, yeah. yeah. When uh, she was like, no, 19, 20. Well, they, like SEC that. is what you call it. Yeah. Search crush chick. Now <laughs> she's 40, man. Uh, Arsenio Hall. Uh, has a birthday well, today. Another big one for you, uh, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Casey sent him uh, yeah. fan letter. The only fan letter I've ever written was oh, to Arsenio really? Hall. Yeah. yeah. And, and he... I used to love that stupid thing that he would do. <laughs> at the, be- yeah. I, I did yeah. the dog pound. Yeah, yeah. at the beginning of every show. Oh, yeah. the things that make you go, hmm, <laughs> like all of that stuff. Keenan Wayans had yeah. the best impression of him <laughs> because they used um, prosthetic fingers. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, would come out. he did have he large had, like, hands. A foot and a half long uh-huh. finger. Uh-huh. <laughs> and coming to America too later this year. Yeah, yep. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Lest we forget how funny and what a good comedic <laughs> actor he was in, yep. in that movie. And I hope only the same for this one. When they're at the bar and he plays the one woman. That <laughs> oh he's my god! Rock Eddie Murphy. Oh. I'm going to rock you. I'm going to tear you apart. <laughs> I, I laugh. He's great. Out loud every time. Well, yep. his character in Mighty Sharp is. Uh, is yeah. it Mighty Sharp? Yes. Yeah. Mighty right. Sharp is the name of the the barber shop. Yeah. <laughs> he's great in that too. <laughs> Joe Lewis was a bad mother ever. Uh, so he is 65 today. Uh, Michael Ironside. Yeah, there, great There's character. another guy who's been in a lot of Top stuff. Gun, right? Was yeah. he not in that? First time, I'm sure you'll remember seeing him, Preston, was in the movie Scanners. Oh, my God. Going way back. Yeah. I and, remember Scanners. The guy's head explodes. And yeah. then he's usually playing a prick uh, yeah. or an evil guy like in Total Recall. And in Top Gun, I think he was Jester Casey. That was the name. He was the guy with the curly slippers. Yeah, no, uh, he had Viper, <laughs> Viper, and Jester. Uh, Free Willy, Starship Troopers. Yeah. He's, he's seventy years old today. So happy birthday, Michael Ironside. Uh, it's also Maud Adams' birthday today. Steve, you know her. Yes, oh. she's been in two Bond movies. Only one actress to play a Bond girl twice. Yeah. Um, two different Bond girls? Two, two different, different Bond girls. Okay. She's in The Man with the Golden Gun, and she's Octopussy. She, she is, has uh, eight vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just say that? I yeah. don't know oh where to begin. <laughs> Does anyone have a bookmark? <laughs> I don't want to hit the same ones again. Uh, if anybody <laughs> could handle eight vaginas. I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> I, I tapped out after number six. <laughs> Q, why don't you get in on this? <laughs> Everybody, if 007. When she, when she queefs, it must sound like the mothership in Close Encounters. Right, Kathy? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it must sound like the Boston Pops, right, Preston? Think about it. That's a whole, that's the Tijuana Brass. <laughs> Unbelievable. When, when Octopussy Queefs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was the song from that movie, When Octopussy yeah. Queefs. Yeah. Great Bond song. Octopussy yeah. Queefs. Yeah. Sung by Sheena Easton. <laughs> really? <laughs> Octopussy Queefs. She must have been a kid. Uh, Maude Adams uh-huh. is 70, Happy 75 today. Happy birthday to Octopussy. <laughs> uh, China Phillips, singer of Wilson Phillips. Guilty pleasure. 52? Complete guilty pleasure. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I always thought she was pretty hot, too. Super hot. Yeah. Uh, she was very wafy. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, 52nd birthday today for her. Uh, Judy Bloom, the author. Oh, yeah, I remember her. What, would, what did Judy write, Kath? I don't... I mean, Tiger Eyes? Super Fudge. Super Fudge, yeah. No, okay. there, wasn't there a, a series Who? of... Um, Hold on, let me look. She wrote, she wrote tween. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what I was curious about. They, tween they, fiction, yeah. Wasn't it a whole series? Uh, there were multiple. So I worked at a B. Dalton bookstore for a while, and her books—that was the height of her popularity. Oh my god! So there, obviously, Harry Potter came along, and you'd see these massive lines for stuff like that. But yeah. there was, there were, would be people waiting for the newest Judy Bloom books. There you go, Kathy. Double fudge, super fudge, fudge your mama. Fudge me, yeah, yeah. Not fudge your mama. <laughs> fudge your, I just fudged I your, fudge mama. your mama. Oh my god! I fudged your heart. Wow. <laughs> You're gonna need a new couch. Uh, who wrote Benicula? Benicula? Yeah. Not familiar with that. Uh, it's a rabbit vampire. Yeah, yeah. yeah I right? remember it. Yeah. Benicula. Benicula. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were a couple of books. Uh, don't know, but uh, Judy Bloom is 82. Joe Don Baker. Yeah. Walking tall. Mars Attacks, The Natural. He was the whammer in uh, The Natural. Fletch? Was he in Fletch? Yep. Yeah, that's right. He played the chief. Yeah. That's correct. I forgot about that. Do you remember that first, the the original version of Walking Tall with him in it? Yeah. And uh, Leif Garrett was the son, if you remember his son. That was a really good movie. That was one of the first independent movies produced outside of the studio that got huge box office. Yeah. yeah. A huge hit. And it was of that time, like, you know, you and I are big fans of Billy Jack. Oh, Those God, movies yeah. were out around the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. and there were these, you know, uh, just a average person standing up when for the... man stands up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was uh, Joe Don Baker and Walking Tall, and he... Uh, Buford T. Pusser. Buford T. Pusser. And uh, his, his weapon of choice was a two-by-four, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. So they carried that forth when The Rock uh, played him, and he used the same weapon. Yeah. A little different. They yep. took some embellishments, Preston. He's 84. I never did see that that yep. uh, remake of it. Uh, Darren Aronofsky, the uh, director, uh, brought us some great movies like The Wrestler. Outstanding film. Man, is that good. Yeah. Uh, Black Swan. Freaky movie. Mother, I never saw because it just looked too weird. He was dating uh, her, right? Jennifer uh, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence at that time. Yeah, and yeah. So uh, it was, I remember that being a weird thing. Uh, but also Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. Well. That's a great movie. Uh, he is 51 today. Uh, it is Michael McDonald's birthday oh. today. The singer, uh, former Doobie Brothers. And Coming solo. Uh, with the Doobs? With the Doobs, yeah. Yeah, when is that show? Any idea? Uh, I don't. At some point okay. this summer. But, uh, is it in the summer? <laughs> it's in the summer. Or is it in the fall? It's in the summer. <laughs> But which doobie you be? Yeah, he would have been with the doobies when they were on... Of course uh, I would have. When they were on uh, What's Happening, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 68 years old today. He's and also a great backup singer for the uh, uh, for Steely Dan on oh, yeah. a bunch of songs. Years ago, personally, I saw the New York Rock and Soul Review, and I don't know why it was, but yeah. it was all those L.A. artists. So they had, like, Boz Skaggs and uh, Michael McDonald and all those session guys, a couple of guys from Toto. Yeah, I used to have the, the CD. I used yeah. to have, uh, loved it. It was great. outstanding. Uh, wonderful musicians. Uh, so he's 68 today. And then the last birthday I saw is Joanna Kerr. Show me that smile. Yes. I love her. Oh, uh, my God. Growing Pains. Maggie, yeah. Complete mom milf yeah. on that series. Yep. Uh, and I think her sister's a champion skater, isn't she? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like a Olympic, like a Olympic or... Olympic, uh, ice skater. No yeah. kidding. Okay. Well, uh, Joanna Kearns, Maggie Seaver celebrates her 67th birthday today. So happy birthday to everybody who celebrated her birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question. I wanted to know... 
uh, what uh, the movie The Princess Diaries was uh, produced by what well-known singer? Two one five two six three WMMR. That is the number, and we are going to go to let's go to Ashley and see if she knows. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Again. Wonderful to have you on. I'm glad we're talking again, Ashley. So uh, do me a favor and tell me what uh, well-known singer produced the movie The Princess Diaries. Whitney Houston. It's Whitney Houston. Really? Yeah. Really? One moment, Ashley. We'll gather your info. We will give you a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. Everybody loves a trip to the movies. Don't get stuck in line for a sold-out show on Valentine's Day. Reserve your seats with Fandango now and feel the love. Head to Fandango.com slash get tickets, by the way. Yesterday was the anniversary of her death, uh, Whitney's death, and I just, it was 2012. I, it just, <laughs> seems like 20 years it ago. It really does. It, yeah, it, it it does. I didn't think it was that recent. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All right, uh, we're going to go through some entertainment stories. Uh, we'll start with this, unfortunately. You mentioned the passing Whitney Houston. Uh, Kobe Bryant and uh, Gianna, his daughter, were laid to rest in a private service. It was last Friday, and obviously they kept it very, very private. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Corona Del Mar, California. A source told Entertainment Tonight Vanessa and the family wanted a private service to mourn their loss. The ceremony was extremely hard for everyone, as it's still hard for them to grasp. They lost two beautiful souls. Uh, the service was held at Pacific View Memorial. In related news, uh, according to TMZ, the public memorial for Kobe and Gianna is going to be held at the Staples Center February 24th. Will be attended by friends, family, NBA officials, and players, season ticket holders, and local politicians. The remaining seats will be ticketed and go to members of the public on a first-come, first-served basis. I'm having a feeling that they're maybe they have plans to do this, but they're going to need to put up screens outside as well. I think the turnout yeah. is going to be that crazy yeah, that you're going to have to put some sort of way to uh, see the proceedings outside the venue. Yeah, no word on how the public can get tickets to the memorial as of yet, but people who won't be able to attend uh, will be broadcast on multiple TV networks. There you go. Right. But you're right, though. A lot of people want to just be, be there, there physically yeah. to show uh, their support and and mourn together. So we'll see how that plays out. Jussie Smollett, haven't heard that name in a little while, Yeah, has been indicted again in Chicago on felony charges, and he Ooh. staged a hate crime back in January of last year. According to TMZ, yesterday, a grand jury handed up the new indictment against the actor. The news was announced by the appointed special prosecutor, Dan Webb. Uh, Jesse is now facing six felony counts for lying to law enforcement. The indictment calls the six charges uh, disorderly conduct, but all six involve allegations of lying to police. A source connected to Jesse told the site the officers who reinvestigated the case are the same ones who originally investigated it. These officers are currently being sued by Smollett, and they have also spent taxpayer money on having these officers go to Los Angeles and harass members of Smollett's team and friends. This is according to somebody who knows right, him. Right, right. Uh, Jussie still maintains his innocence and finds the timing of the indictment interesting because Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox is up for re-election next month, and he plans to plead not guilty in the case. Now, back in January of 2019... Jesse claimed he was attacked in Chicago by two white men who put a rope around his neck and doused him with bleach while yelling racial and homophobic slurs. However, two black men, brothers Abel and Ola Osundario, were, um, or Darrow, I should say, were eventually arrested and told police Jesse paid them to stage the whole attack. 
the Asunderos attorney Gloria Schmidt says that they remain fully committed to the public knowing to the public knowing the truth about the alleged attack and will cooperate with the investigation. However, they did not testify before the new grand jury. I'll be curious to see how this plays out in court. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, look, it's looking like he staged it. Yeah. You have these people who came forward and everything. And, and at what point do you go, Come okay, on, I made on. it up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, you're, you're going to have to eat crow and and, yeah. and and give in or... Or do you just ride that train right? Because it's certainly it's impacted his career. He, the rumor was he was about to be written off the show Empire anyway. I know. That, they, that there was a bit of difficulty working with him. But it's wild to see some people who there is irrefutable evidence against and they just hold their ground, you know, and well, you're like... it always <sighs> reminds me, Preston, of this movie called uh, The Guide for the Married Man. And so they, they're making a case. This is in the 60s, you know. The guy says, "Well, what if my what if my wife catches me cheating?" He goes, "Deny, what deny? But what deny?" Yeah. And so she, the, the wife, comes home. He's in bed with a woman. He gets up, starts putting on his clothing, st- lights up a pipe. She gets dressed up. The woman he's cheating, you know, the, the, in in bed with, gets up. She listens. She's going, "What? What is? What? What is that?" And uh, he goes, sits down. What are you talking about? <laughs> deny, deny, oh deny. And I go. think some people subscribe to this notion. You know, they say, ignore your, your lying eyes. Yeah. Uh, Jesse will be arraigned on February 24th. He faces up to three years in state prison if convicted. Huh. After about a criticism for social media, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, who are responsible for the Oscar ceremony, responded with their justification for leaving out stars like Luke Perry and Cameron Boyce uh, in the In Memoriam uh, segment. So the this is according to the uh, press release, or the statement. From the Academy released. itself? Yeah, it says the Academy receives hundreds of requests to include loved ones and industry colleagues in the Oscars In Memoriam segment. An executive committee representing every branch considers the list and makes selections for the telecast based on limited available time. It is our recommendation that you die early on in the year so they can get you on the list. Well, he did, though. Luke yeah. Perry did. I know. It I says know. all the submissions are included on Oscar.com and will remain on the site throughout the year. Luke Perry and Cameron Boyce are remembered in the Oscar.com gallery. It's wild, though, that if you stop and think about it, Luke Perry was in one of the motion pictures nominated for Best Picture. And not only that, there were interviews with Brad Pitt leading up to that going how nervous he was to meet Luke right. Perry. On Both he set. and DiCaprio. I, yeah. I, that alone legitimizes him. You know, that's that somebody effed up. Yeah. Some, somebody messed up. But yeah. they doubled down. They they pulled a Jesse Smollett. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. There's yeah. no actor named Luke Perry. Admit it. <laughs> Cameron and, Boyce. That kid. He was CGI. That kid never existed. <laughs> Admit that we messed up. Right. That's what you got to do. But, you know, listen, you're, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like, I know. You know, so it's like, all right, well, I mean, which, Queso, which, there's... which one are they going to take the least amount of heat on? Honestly, there's you can also increase the speed with which your your the names are coming. You, you could, if they <laughs> yeah. could find time to have a mid-show rap. About uh, what's happened in the first half of the Academy Awards presentation, they could have trimmed that a little bit and added a few extra names. But I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Take take the morally more responsible. I agree. Thing, you would think, right? I agree. You know, so I don't know. It, listen, the the NBA referees really screwed up a call last week. They, they forgot can... to mention Luke Perry. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> and that was what is referred to as the Luke Perry alley oop. The following day, they made a statement on Twitter saying, yes, we missed this call and we messed it up. And it was like, you know, but 
And you, you want to go, hey, thank you for, you know, for actually admitting that you guys made a mistake because very rarely will they do that, you know, especially on a, you know, but, you know, people are like, yeah, it's too late. You ruined the game and, you know, they lost because of you. And, you know, again, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's true. All right, so the defense for Harvey Weinstein will present their closing arguments tomorrow after four days of witness testimony announcing that Weinstein will not be called to testify on the stand. Do you know the defense is? No. What rape allegations? Right. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, what? The decision was made after Weinstein's lawyers consulted with their client during a lengthy court recess. Do they actually, as in that movie, do they actually go out and have recess on they swings? They should, on swings <laughs> yeah. and slides. What was that movie with Armando Sante where they, it was, they exactly did, did they that? that? They They take a court oh. recess and the judge is out yeah. on the swings and they're... That's <laughs> awesome. Like fate, not fatal attraction, but something... Fatal, something like... It was, yeah, it was fatal, fatal decision. Very, fatal, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's I, great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the court will now adjourn for recess and they all had it. And they all run out to the playground. And they have one of those red Spalding kickballs pressed <laughs> Playing tetherball. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Weinstein's defense came after 12 days of statements from the prosecution, which included graphic testimony from six accusers. Asked as he left the court if he considered testifying in the case, Weinstein replied, I wanted to. Uh, jury deliberations are set to start on Tuesday. What movie was it? Fatal Instinct. Fatal, Fatal Instinct. Yes. <laughs> that was the Armand Asante movie. All right. Uh, let's see. I've nothing but pretty straight ahead serious stuff on oh, the man. Uh, Well, well we're, it's we're, nothing. I mean, you know. Listen, we're able to mock it all and make light of everything. Okay. Well, on Tuesday's episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, proud father Dwayne Wade remembered the moment that his 12 year old Zaya came out as trans. Wade quoted Zaya saying uh, that she sat down her parents and said, hey, I want to talk to you guys. I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth, and I want to be referenced as she or her, and I would love you guys to call me Zaya. And then uh, Wade then discussed uh, he and his wife, Gabrielle Union's role as supportive parents, saying that they are proud parents of a child in the LGBTQ plus community and proud allies as well. Uh, Wade went on to comment on the actions that he, excuse me, in union took once they spoke to Zion. He said, so internally, it's now our job to go out and get information, to reach out to every relationship that we have. My wife reached out to everybody on the cast of Pose, and we're just trying to figure out as much information as we can to make sure that we give our child the best opportunity to be her best self. Uh, Wade and Union are also the guardians to four other children, including Wade's nephew. Uh, I want to ask this question <clears throat> sensitively because it's a sensitive topic, but is 12 young for that? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. Uh, not ridiculously young for okay. it. No, absolutely not. It's been my experience raising teenagers that uh, this is happening more frequently than you may realize. That, and that's why I asked. My son is 13, and uh, <laughs> he really is not quite in puberty yet. And it's that odd age where there's the, some of the kids are still kids, and some of them are teenagers and full-on in puberty. And mm-hmm. so sexual identity and sexual anything, uh, you're on that border. And so 12, to me, seems slightly young, but that's why I asked the question. Yeah, we've we've become friends with and have relationship with kids that identify as other genders now. And uh, I'm very much used to it, and I'm not all that surprised by news and so forth like that. So, yeah, 12, a little bit on the young side, but some people develop uh, yeah. quicker than others. So. If, if 
uh, this, this is a case of comfortability and feeling comfortable in your own skin, and the the parents are loving about it. And yep. okay, yeah. yeah yep. It doesn't seem to me that puberty really has anything to do with it, um, because your your gender is your gender. Okay, your gender identity is your gender identity before, during, and after puberty. It does I, not I have to do with sexual preference or anything like that. It can. Okay. Yeah, it, it absolutely can. So, but uh, it's, listen, these things are complex, but we are complex people. Yeah, I, I think I'm human beings are complex. Eminently able to speak on this as a black woman, <laughs> <laughs> which I currently identify as. Sure. You can if you want. I can. <laughs> All right. Macaulay Calkin is continuing to stand by Michael Jackson. Preston, can we change this? It says, Steve, I want Moesha. Uh, my mic stand here. You, we can if you want to. Uh, in an interview published on Tuesday, uh, he tells Esquire that Jackson was never inappropriate with him. He said he never did anything to me. I never saw him do anything. And yes, especially, my boy. And especially at this flashpoint in time, I'd have no reason to hold anything back. The guy has passed on. God damn, I love you, bro. Uh, Calkin said if anything happened to him, he would have spoken up by now. He said, if anything, I'm not going to say that it would be stylish or anything like that. But right now is a good time to speak up. I believe, I believe Macaulay Culkin when he says all this stuff. I believe also that as with Emmanuel Lewis, these were higher profile people. I also believe that Michael Jackson was doing stuff that was, uh, bad with these other kids. A lot of some of these other kids that have come forward. But I also believe that with his own kids and these kids, he was Probably okay. Have we talked about? <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the documentary that uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, the new. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, I and have that coming up. Okay. Right. Okay. He said, and if I had something to speak up about, I would totally do it. But no, I never saw anything. He never did anything. Uh, uh, Calkin recalled a time when he ran into James Franco. While traveling, and the actor, the actor had asked him what he thought about Leaving Neverland, the documentary. Right. He said it was right after Leaving Never, the Leaving Neverland documentary came out, and he goes, so, that documentary. And that was all he said, and I was like, uh-huh, and then silence. So then he goes, so, what do you think? And I turned to him, and I go, do you want to talk about your dead friend? And he sheepishly went, no, I don't. So I said, cool, man. It was nice to see you. Okay. I don't know what dead friend he's talking the about. Michael Jackson. Friend. No, no, no. This no. was this is Macaulay Calkin saying to James Franco, "Do you want to talk about your dead friend?" So he must have had somebody that died. Right, 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 right. Or uh, maybe he was talking about, or is he talking? mocking him, saying, "Are you asking me about my, uh, asking me about my dead friend, Michael Jackson?" I don't know. Who knows? No, no. He was saying, "Do you want to talk about your dead friend?" This is this is Macaulay saying it. Yeah. To him. So basically, he goes, "No, I don't." And I said, "Cool, man. It was nice to see you." So I think he was throwing something back at him. I have no right. idea who, okay. who, his, who his dead friend is. Yeah, but well, he, let's investigate. So anyhow, or we can just continue with the story. Yeah. So oh, he said, the story. Uh, "This isn't the first time the actor has come to Jackson's defense. Last year, he addressed his friendship uh, on an episode of Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I uh, said it's almost easy to try uh, to try to say it was weird or whatever." But it wasn't because it made sense. He said, it's one of my of, of my friendships that people question only because of the fact that he was the most famous person in the world. And Rosenbaum brought up the age difference between the two. And he said, his life experiences isolated him from other kids. He said, I was a peerless person. Nobody else in my Catholic school even had this idea of what I was going through. And he was the kind of person who had been through the exact same freaking thing and wanted to make sure that I wasn't alone in that because, you know, he was a kid star. Listen, if he didn't have any experiences like that, he didn't. And he's not going to lie about it. I I believe he's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Doesn't mean it didn't happen with other people, but his truth is that it didn't. All right, so, yeah, you want to talk about the Corey Feldman thing? Let's rack that up. Uh, <laughs> his new documentary called My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys, which is set to release on March 9th, is touted to be a provocative expose where the musician and one-time teen idol will reveal the details of the most emotionally trying period of his life. However, there's a catch for the much-anticipated documentary. Viewers will only get one chance to watch the film. Why? Uh, reports state that My Truth will air only once, and interested viewers across the world will have to watch it at the same time. The documentary will stream live at 8 p.m. on the West Coast, which means 11 p.m. on the East Coast. So I'm out. Uh, Feldman, his family, friends, and colleagues will also be watching the live stream at the time in a private screening. I think it will be airing on a, a weekend, uh, unless I miss my guess, Preston. Mm-hmm. So you maybe can stay up and watch it. Uh, my guess is it's airing on this one time only because you pay 20 bucks to watch you it. You have to pay for it. So Feldman, right. his family, and friends will be watching. Feldman has said in a statement uh, that he's keeping a promise Monday. through the film to his best friend, uh, Corey Haim. Uh, to reveal to the world about what really happened to the two when they were young actors in Hollywood. He had long promised an expose of high-profile celebrities in Hollywood who engage in pedophilia and continue to be working in the entertainment industry. E-tickets will go on sale on February 22nd. Feldman said an innovative new technology and platform will be used to launch the film. Although the pricing of the event has not yet been announced... He said it will be the same price as an average movie ticket and will range between 15 and $20. No advanced screenings of early reviews of the documentary have been scheduled as Feldman does not want his narrative and message to be twisted. So I went to the, the website, and if you go to the website, there is a closed movie curtain uh, right now. And I assume that when it becomes active, you pay your, uh, your fee, your ticket price, and then that content will come up. Okay. And that's how it's going to do. My guess is also... He, I saw an interview with him, and it's my truth. He keeps saying my truth because there's obviously a lot of people legally who are looking at this and seeing if their reputations are besmirched or whatever. So um, that may be the reason for the one airing or, or viewing, but I have a feeling there'll be more or it'll be released. Uh, if it, Well, it's not yet clear if, if even a trailer or any footage from the film will be revealed beforehand. Uh, he added he's not attempting to profit from the endeavor and that he nearly did not go through with it. Reports state that even Netflix turned down the documentary because they felt that the film's contents were too dangerous to be associated with. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's he's he apparently names a lot of names. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We have to have one palate cleanser uh, to wrap up entertainment because this has all been pretty straight ahead stuff here today. How about, I don't know if I even have anything. Mm. Something frivolous. Um, it's funny because we're usually nothing but frivolous. But as I of know. late, between Weinstein and so much other stuff, it's been too dour and down. We need a good hoot and right. <laughs> How about How about just something sweet? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Lipnicki, who played uh, Renee Zellweger's son in the 1996 hit Jerry Maguire. I hate him. Gave a special shout out to the actress after her Best Actress Oscar win. He tweeted, congrats, mom. He looked, he looks ex- pretty much ex- except for the fact he's a lot more jacked than he was. Yeah. Uh he his facially he looks just like that kid. And he put a hashtag Oscars uh, after she played uh, um you know Judy and won the uh best actress award for that. So And who is this? No. <laughs> that was yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, you were in a movie of mine. All right, we're ready for clips y'all. A new competition series pins the best brick builders against one another in Lego Masters. 
In this clip, host Will Arnett explains what's in store for the contestants. Judges from Lego brought them over, and they they are two people who actually create builds for Lego. So as these builders are there going through this stuff, they get coached by Brickmasters, and then they try to come up with these great builds, and then they get judged by them. And ultimately, they get the bragging rights for being good enough to build for Lego. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, Lego Masters airs tonight, 9 o'clock, and that's on Fox. My question is, does this stuff happen? Does the actual building happen in real time? Because it takes a long time to put together a Lego. Yeah, I'm going to doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then also what it, what it looks like is when you're voted off or whatever of the show, they come in and they destroy whatever took you hours and hours and hours to build. Mm. That looks like fun. Here's the next clip. Stump Town. Follows Marine veteran Dex Perios, a woman with a drinking and gambling problem who becomes a private investigator to help turn her life around. In this clip, star Colby Smulders explains the many layers to her character. She's really complicated and uh, she's messy, but she's inherently good. Um, She's a woman who's struggling with addictions, a woman who's struggling with PTSD. Um, who's like the sole guardian of her brother. And uh, yeah, she's just really complex. Oh, mama! Uh, Stumptown airs tonight, 10 o'clock, and that's on ABC. She has one of those badass scenes in any Marvel movie. It's in uh, <clears throat> Winter Soldier. When uh, she's up, she's recalibrating the codes for the flying airships. Yep. Oh, and yeah. th- she's on a rolling chair. And the door opens up, she yeah. rolls back, shoots the guy, and then goes back to the, yeah, in the control room. Right? <laughs> yeah, in the control room. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a badass scene. Love her. Uh, all right, that is it. That's my entertainment report for the morning. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff going on. We have a little announcement we're going to do as we get around Bizarre File Time. We're also going to talk to our friends at Fox Good Day. Our friends from Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa are going to be here. Ah. And they're bringing free massages to give to you. So we have your chance to win with that. We have a secret text word. You can go to the fishing show. Yay! With Casey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I did a cowboy thing. That's Everybody all right. Yeah! I said fishing. You know, nothing instead of fishing. Fishing is fun. So, uh, is that what I'm giving away? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure. So, text word secret to 39333, and we'll have a chance to win. Just a lot of stuff on my list here, and I'm like, I got to make sure I said the right thing. Uh, And we have $500 giveaway with Dr. Oz. We got the super nanny on. Yeah, exactly. It's a full show. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us, y'all. What's your Thank you very much, Kathy. We're going to go live on uh, Fox Good Day this morning in about a half hour or so. The Super Nanny is going to be on the show. Joe Frost is joining us. And uh, our friends from Hand and Stone will be here with your opportunity to win some massages, which would be perfect for uh, Valentine's Day. Hey, I have a programming note. Where did that story go? It was a follow-up to something, yeah, that we were talking about day before yesterday. Uh, Bill Gates is not commissioned a hydrogen-powered super yacht oh, from no? designer Sinat. Yes. They they have the boat, or they're working on it, but Bill Gates is not... They said they have no business relationship with him specifically. It was this 
ridiculously over the top, huge lavish ship. So how did his name get connected to it? I don't know. But they officially they, they issued a statement that said Aqua is a concept under development and has not been sold to Mr. Gates. You weren't the only one to report that, by the way. I mean, there, there, there were loads yeah. of people. I mean, and, you're, and mind you, you're you're a news nexus, and everyone accepts that. But <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that uh, I uh, I won't let you take the hit on this. It was all over the place. I am a news nexus. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Do you think somebody leaks that in order to get a buyer? I think they just did yeah, it to, to make. I think they wanted to make Bill Gates look rich. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're working on it. It's really hard. Profile yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, this was pretty cool. Stevie sent me this. You know those Cameo videos? <laughs> Pornhub is doing that. So Cameo is where you can pay a celebrity a fairly nominal amount of money, and they'll make a video for you, and they'll send it to your friend or something like that. Gilbert Gottfried was just here, and he has he asked us to hit his Cameo. He does them all the time. He does them all, because you would want someone as quirky as Gilbert Gottfried to do it. Mm-hmm. So now Pornhub is going to do that. For val- <laughs> they have their Valentine's Day generator, video generator. People can send personalized video messages to their loved ones from adult performers. And the only list I saw on here, Steve, the, are these uh, two names who are uh, Aja Akira. Yes, I, you're familiar with her. I'm not. Yeah. And Rod Jackson. Rod Jackson, I'm sure, is his birth name. And uh, also it says wholesome, safe for work video creator Ryan Creamer uh, also. <laughs> are they, um, they going to do these videos while they're in the act of something? Or is it just... I don't think so. I uh... think they're just... <laughs> I, th- I don't think they're X-rated. So if you were to get somebody, like, let's say uh, Rod, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> and, and you, you so yeah. if you happen to be a fan of his work, I'm sure he's, maybe he has his shirt off or whatever, but I'm, I doubt they could be um, full graphic stuff going on while that's yeah. happening. Yeah, I kind of doubt that, too. I mean, it's Sully. Well, it, it's not associated <laughs> with Cameo, though, right? It, it's their own. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. yeah. It's just so maybe they could. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they could. Yeah. But they're saying it's safe for work, right? Um, no, it didn't say that. Okay. It just said wholesome, safe for work video creator, Ryan Kramer. Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard. Is, yeah. uh, as an example of who can relay your message. So, all right. Uh, in addition to the video generator, Pornhub is continuing its tradition of offering free premium to those who visit the site on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's one. Imagine this. So if you're caught in a jam and you don't know what to get that special gal in your life. <laughs> Uh, Corey, Get that Pornhub membership. Corey Price, the vice president, says uh, whether you're spending the holiday with a significant other or loving yourself solo, we want to lend a helping hand to uh, ensure everyone is feeling the yeah, love. Tondras are flying. This Valentine's <laughs> Day. Um, he said uh, last year over 3 million accounts utilized the free premium Valentine's Day promotion, by the way. So if you're a Pornhub... <laughs> fanatic then there you go go for well, it valentine's is my anniversary so i'm gonna have to have both hands going mm. uh here's some other news uh to bring up the westminster dog show uh wrapped up and seba was the winner of the best in show was there controversy around that, that i was reading or was there a uh like a fan favorite that yes there was, was. so seba is a standard poodle yeah uh this was last night by the way seba beat out a whippet Whippet named Bourbon, who oh, came in second, and a golden retriever named Daniel, who was the crowd favorite, ah. but finished third. So I guess maybe that was all the hubbub. Maybe that was the the Rocky, so to speak, of the. Uh, uh, I just if he's a golden retriever named Daniel, I automatically love him. They, they're they're just like the biggest, dumbest, awesomest dogs on the planet. Yeah, they're pretty. Great. I don't know everybody has their preference when it comes to dogs, but I had three goldens growing up, and they are just so sweet and loving, and they're the best. Yeah. By the way, this is the fifth time a standard poodle has won uh, best in show. To be honest, I think the poodles take it because of the grooming. It yeah. just to me, it's I think it's all show. 
They're, they're showers, not growers. We <laughs> have uh, in in my neighborhood. One of our neighbors, I don't know who they are, but they have two of those gigantic poodles. Oh, like the, the full French mofo, the huge. The big one. Yeah. Isn't that what a and standard poodle is? or Dude, these are big. I don't know. It looks like a poodle. I don't know what the, I have no they're, idea they're what, huge. what the uh, um, the make and model yeah. of this particular dog yeah. is. <laughs> but there, but there are two of them, <laughs> and they look identical, and they stand out in the yard, and I swear to God when I drive by them, I think of the shining of the twin girls. Oh, really? They freak me out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they Come freak play me. with us, Preston. They freak Forever. Me out. For yeah, some reason. I don't know. I, I know that of two types of poodles, there's a miniature poodle and then the standard poodle. I don't know if there's a giant poodle or not. So that, what's so. a classic French poodle? Uh, I think the standard poodle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're larger poodles. Yeah. Yeah. Very big. Anyway, okay. so uh, there you go. You got a winner in the Westminster Dog Show. Do they test for doping and all that stuff? Do, do they, I, I, you know, it's a consideration. Is there any sort of drug testing or anything of, akin to that? I don't know. Or, or any sort of genetic tricks that they can pull? Well, I mean, for There's like a, a scam involved with everything. Well, like for a more hyper dog, you know, to give it some sort of lorazepam type of. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um,. Depressant, if you will. I don't know. Doggy downers. Right? Doggy downers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Poppy uppers and doggy downers. I have to give my doggy a downer when I take him to the um, uh, the groomer because the hair dryers freak him out. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 they can they, they can go nuts. Yeah. And you don't want to torture the animals just simply to get them groomed. Yeah. Did you see a golden retriever set a world record last week for most number of tennis balls in his mouth? Yes. I How saw many? that. Six, saw right? That. It was six, yeah. Six. What? He's it's good, so cute. He's a good boy, Preston. Yeah. Six tennis balls? Yeah. New world record. Sit, Damn. boo-boo, sit. So they have the picture of the dog. It's not a picture. It's a video. You think it's a picture at first, and the, and the dog is there with all these tennis balls in its mouth, and then you see its eyes moving back and forth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, somebody had to shove those all in there. No, well, I picked them up. All right, all right. <laughs> Um, all right, you know what? I, I realized that... Um, Where are we? These are things that I noticed. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize it until just now. Sometimes um, the noticer's the last to notice. <laughs> that he is the noticer. His powers of noticing are so comprehensive that sometimes he gets lost in his own sauce. Mm-hmm. That is if his computer laptop light is on in a dark room. <laughs> uh, I saw this headline. I noticed it. It says, women who wear heavy eyeliner are seen as less human. What? Wow, that's not too disparaging. I know. You're subhuman. Uh, so a new study at the Free University of Brussels had people examine photos of women wearing different amounts of makeup and describe them with adjectives. Those wearing heavier makeup were thought to be unprofessional, cold, less capable, and immoral. Immoral? While with women with less makeup were described as moral, warm, and capable. So here, Kathy. Yeah, it gives it a heavier look. I, yeah. I like I like it sometimes. It depends on what the woman looks like in general, if it accents her, her, her looks. And this gives a picture up on the screen here in the studio, Kathy. I wanted to ask you this. This thing at the edge of the eyes with with it pointing up a little bit. Like that's cat, like, it's called a cat eye. I kind of like that. I yeah. do, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like it, too. I, I But it is a heavier look. That's not like an everyday look. Like someone, you probably shouldn't go to work looking like that. Well, yeah. I not- might just uh, take some dictation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women who specifically wore heavy eye makeup were seen as the least warm and least competent. Huh. I never pick up on I that. I know that would not be my... If it accents the way you look and... You- <laughs> Listen, yesterday I was, I was doing my makeup um, and I... 
I was a little out of sorts yesterday. I got bad news yesterday morning before I came to work. And so I just was quickly doing my makeup and I used a color that is not used for uh, morning radio. I almost called you a painted whore yesterday. No, but, no, but I was like, I was annoyed. Every time I went to the bathroom and, and looked in the mirror, I'm like, your makeup's too dark right now. Your makeup really? is too dark no for kidding. work. Yeah. I didn't notice that. And, and we did photos yesterday, too. I know. I thought that's why you did it. I thought no, it was for the photos. No, it was because I was out of sorts yesterday morning, and I just okay. quickly, yeah. I was rushing to get here on time, and I just quickly did my makeup, and I used a darker eyeshadow than I would well, have normally used for uh, for work. I noticed, but I thought you looked nice yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well, Today you look like a I didn't yeah. say I didn't look good. I was right, just saying that it was not the right color um, for work. I think the person that wears the most amount of eye makeup around here is is one of the most competent. Who? Who? Mars. Mars. Yeah. Oh, yo, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mars doesn't wear makeup. Mars puts artwork on her face. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think that's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Why? I mean, she does. Because that's cuts. not just regular makeup. It's like huge patterns all over her face, you know. She's uh, she's way into it. It's very artistic. I mean, that's precise stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I you guys um, seen, and I don't know if this is an actual trend or not, but uh, curling your eyelashes? Have you guys curling seen this? Curling your, your eyelashes. eyelashes? People have been doing that since no, Kathy. the beginning of time. No, 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 no. Not not curving, curling. All right, well, explain. All right, well, uh, I mean, it's so curving your eyelashes. Obviously, people do that, and so so they bow upwards. Yeah, so okay. they bow upwards. Okay, thinking think about like when you're when you're wrapping a gift and you curl the uh, the ribbon. Okay, it's curled like that. Oh, so it would be like uh, squiggly. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, that would look well. Okay, How the hell so do you well, that, do that. If you guys it, can put up a picture of what this what he's talking about, it's so probably I, fake eyelashes. You think they have to be? Yeah, who could do They're that? Too with, small. To by the way, like. would that not constantly? appear in your line of sight? Oh, your... it, it does. When I wear fake eyelashes, I, it takes a little while to get used to it because it does appear in your eyesight. Okay. I, I would like that. Yeah. You had wild eyelashes when you dressed like a peacock for uh, Shamaween. Oh, my God. Those were the best. You know what those eyelashes were from? Uh, those fake eyelashes were from my salsa performances. Okay. We used to wear them. They had um, they came out on the side with and they had giant feathers on them. So that I could see all night long. I uh, uh, Fake eyelashes when they're not on someone's eye just kind of gross yeah. me out. For some oh, really? They gross you out? <laughs> Absolutely. Dude. Yeah, was... I, I associate that with putting your fingers near your eyes and then peeling it off or whatever. Yeah. There was there was a uh, there was there was a favorite porn video of mine one time <laughs> back on VHS porn and uh, the in the middle of it her fake eyelash had fallen off and landed on her boob <laughs> I could never spank it to that again right. Right. I saw that it's called some landed in my eye it was I, disgusting yeah. <laughs> uh, so we pulled up uh, a picture of what Casey was referring to this looks like pubic hair Doesn't this it? looks like wiry pubic hair <laughs> Is that what you're talking above about? and below your that's eyes that's exactly what it, it looks and like those have to be fake. No, yeah. they are. Of course, yeah. they are. Yeah, they're fake. Right. I, they're fake pubic lashes. Wow. <laughs> Would you ever, Kathy? What no. if this like looks... now enjoy the beauty of your balls right <laughs> on your eye? <laughs> right. <laughs> no more teabagging. What, what do they call that? Where you put your balls Roman on his eye? Roman helmet, I guess. <laughs> uh, would, by the way, just a quick question, Preston. Wouldn't this configuration? Wouldn't they mesh together? Yeah, like you couldn't open like your eyes. Velcro. Like Velcro. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, little hooks and and uh, yeah. Uh, there's a whole wealth of issues with this. Yeah, Nick, thank you for agreeing with me on the on the fake. I thought I was the only one who. No, found I got you, man. Fake eyelashes off of an eye, uh, kind of gross. Sorry, my eyelash fell on my boob. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it didn't turn you off. It did, kind of. Uh, the participants of this particular study were mostly in their twenties, from the U.S. and the U.K., with an even split of genders. Where's Zuck? 
sexual orientations, uh, United Kingdom. Oh, that's right. And, uh, yeah, so they found that, that women with, with too much makeup were unprofessional, cold, less capable, and less human if they were wearing too much eyeliner. That's crazy because I I would never... Uh, uh, no. I, I, does any... I've never thought that. I'm no, trying to think. No. Of this. Is there any configuration? Tammy maybe, Faye Baker, maybe. Maybe, but, but the confi- like Kathy was Kathy's talking about. I've seen someone who who might appear a little, which you would consider done up for nighttime right, during overdone. the day. It seems a little weird, but I I wouldn't think the list of things you just said about that person because of that. Hey, here's another thing about makeup I saw this morning, and the headline is: Pregnant women who use makeup are more likely to have fat children. What? What the hell? <laughs> what if they they put it on with Twizzlers? German researchers looked at the level of uh, butyl paraben, or BUP, BUP, uh, in the urine of pregnant women and found higher levels of the chemical among those who use cosmetics. The children of those women were also more likely to be overweight in their first eight years of life, especially girls. Uh, Another study on mice found that those exposed to BUP while in the womb, were driven to eat more and got fatter than control mice. God, I hate fat butt mice. Uh, the <laughs> chemical is used as a preservative and has antibacterial and fungicidal properties, and it's found in most long wear products. So, yeah, a lot of, wh- most most of the the uh, like makeups and lotions and all that has kind of that? stuff. No, they're ta- they're all taking it out. So, oh. wh- how does it? How does it? Um, how does it cause obesity in children? I mean that I don't. I have no what idea. What are they eating? The, the gospel? <laughs> well, they just found that yeah, the the uh, children of those women were more likely to be overweight in their first eight years of life. I don't know, especially girls. Yeah, you'll like if you take you'll notice it now. You'll see it. It's on, a big thing. Like it'll say paraben free, and and oh. uh, you, you know some of the like it'll say it on the box or in the advertisement. Is it and why? I mean, there's I'm it's just, a chemical that they found that's um, so carcinogen is a cancer causing agent. Um, I'm just reading right now. It says oh, really? no effect of direct links between parabens and cancer have been established. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's fear mongering or, or people are just anti paraben because uh, some celebrities. It's just, yeah, like it's a chemical. They're just making things a little bit healthier. More natural. Yeah, a little more okay. natural. There are chemicals in my cosmetics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was just dirt and stuff. And, and, all I, natural. and my pubic eyelashes? Yeah. But I try to, when I'm buying soap, I try to buy paraben-free soap, uh, like body oh, yeah. wash and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, important to your wife, right? No, me. Oh, I was the you. one who, uh, who started that. Yeah, and yet so, you okay. purchase paraben bites. It's, well, what's funny is I chew tobacco, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, right. <laughs> that would seem to be a contradiction. But, you know, listen, I don't want to, like... You know, just only consume carcinogens. You know, so no. Right. You want a, You want a nice. <laughs> you, I got a balance, right? A balance. So, yeah. I use uh, sane. You do in, intermittent <laughs> cancer-causing fasting. Right. Everything in moderation, case. <laughs> I eat my cancer-causing agents from six a.m. to noon, <laughs> but paraben-free. Yeah. Paraben-free from noon to six. All right. I noticed something else as well. This. <laughs> There's a Max Hedrum over here. <laughs> I noticed this other story about things that people collect. You know, objects of obsession tend to be flashy, watches, jewelry, cars, stuff like that. But apparently, there is a um, there's a community of people that love pencils. Yeah, they live in caves. Oh my God, really? Yeah, Caroline Weaver, owner of CW Pencil Enterprise. Oh. And author of a book called Pencils You Should Know 
credits the sensory appeal. I've been working on this book for 17 years, and it's a, it's a wonderful book about pencils. Am I married? No. She says a pencil feels different. It smells like something. God. It sounds like something. Sounds like loneliness. What in the world <laughs> is that supposed to mean? It sounds like something. It well, sounds like someone's ready to be committed. I mean, I think, you have an uh, ASMR thing. And I, that's what I was. Gonna yeah, but say. that's that's what I'm. Lo- so I'm I'm looking at it, and it's more sketching and drawing and <clears throat> using the pencil. At least what I'm finding, not okay. just pencil lovers, but the sound that it's making. What's weird is like, I see that when I'm uh, writing with a pen, I prefer that that piece of paper that I'm writing on is not the only piece of paper. If that makes any sort of sense to you, like I, I need to have a paper paper underneath of it, yeah, right? I got but you. with a pencil. I like the feel of that pencil hitting that paper and then the table underneath. Sure, oh, very yeah. tactile. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I listen, I do like the sound. You guys know I have ASMR. Yeah. I do like the sound of someone sketching. It does sound very calming to me. Um, but a uh, apparently Black Wings was a favorite of John Steinbeck and Bugs Bunny creator Chuck Jones, hmm. a case in point. Uh, while vintage specimens, that's a specific kind of pencil, Black Wings, by the way, uh, while vintage specimens can go for more than $40 each on eBay, uh, new versions are uh, beguiling a generation of contemporary devotees with their pedigree as smooth as silk writing quality. I have some pencils to show you. <laughs> uh, so you can get a set of those black wings for 25 bucks for a set of 12. So I used to love freshly sharpened pencils. Oh, I, 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 I sketch a lot. And, yeah. and uh, now, though, I, I use the iPad for it. You don't get that sensation really at all no. uh, with the electronic pen, which is really, really good. But the um, uh, collecting them? I, that I, uh, seems kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But um, I mean, you're, you're wasting money you could be spending on Batman figures. Exactly, yes. Uh, my girlfriend's an artist. She definitely has preferred brands when it comes to uh, paint and, and brushes and, and pencils and sketching and all sorts of stuff. And, and a lot of it is tactile. A lot of it is, you know, the results or whatever. Uh, but Steve, my mom, uh, you know, with her entire career, yeah. she was a teacher. She still has a, a pencil sharpener in her garage. And it, like for her, having the pencil sharpener around. The hand crank one? The hand crank one. I love one. those ones, man. Yeah, and it's, it's because it was a, a tool that she used her entire if life. If someone in- wants to yank a guy's crank, I <laughs> oh say my God. That's a hand crank press. Okay, yeah, there we got go. it. Yeah. <laughs> Why the garage? Uh, you I don't do a- that in front of the family. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Go out in the garage with your pencils. Weird. When I married this, I knew this about you. <laughs> Go to the garage if you must. No, we have like an electronic uh, pencil sharpener that I I had one of those at my desk growing yeah. up. Yeah, like a big one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, big like block. You know what I find? <laughs> you know what I find pretty wild are the uh, the construction pencils, which yeah. are like rectangular shaped. Yeah, you have to use a knife. And you got to take it. a knife to sharpen those. Yeah. Suddenly, you're Jed Clampett. Yeah, and. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I like those, especially when you're marking wood and you're being a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, With your saw. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, I think I like the Dixon Ticonderoga. Yes. That's my pencil. Number two? Course, yeah. You like the what? Number two. I'm with you. <laughs> you Dixon, I like what? Dixon Ticonderoga. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, That's really a, a name of a pencil? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, oh, they're, I'm, well, they're, they're made they're, in New York. They're, they're, they're number one. The, the, the test-taking con- pencil was always a number two pencil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And those were correct. made, uh, Nick, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in the Ticonderoga Valley You're in correct. New York? Yeah. Yes. So the Big number fan. the number two has to do with the, the lead, or yeah. it's not really lead, but but graphite. it's the graphite in there and the... Uh, the hardness. Uh, is that what the, yes. the, the number stands for? Dixon 
hardness. Okay, Dixon's hardness. <laughs> My Dixon's not as hard as I would have liked. <laughs> uh, pencils have been made under the uh, Viarco banner in Portugal since 1936. It's classic red. Uh, Desenho 250 with gold foil is a deep cut among cognoscenti. <laughs> What in the Take world? A look at this pencil. Words might yeah. say. Oh my God! Is that a Dixon Ticonderoga pencil? It's beautiful. Wow! Do you guys know that one of the uh, original pencil companies was founded right here in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania? No. I brought Ava Peron to orgasm with this pencil. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> You're kidding! Oh yes, this is a Ticonderoga number two. <laughs> she screamed in ecstasy. <laughs> Eva Perot? Yeah, not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> she works at the Denny's on the interstate. <laughs> the Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> not that Eva Perot. Oh. Eh, not that Eva Perot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, Bryn Mawr? I don't know. Yes, sure. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Let's get back to your pencils, <laughs> okay. I guess. I don't know where we're going now. Uh, Mitsubishi Pencil Company uh, uh, sells for $8. Their uh, Koitsu Shosha tells, ah. sells for that much. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have a... <laughs> they are graded at 10B, which indicates a wide core of the softest grade of lead available, more than 90% graphite. This falls into the realm of one of the great things that you used to do as a kid and, and you used to get, and we talked about this, those Crayola crayon collections, those boxes that had the sharpener built right in, into it. That sharpener was crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, but still. It was, it was there. Neat. Having, yeah. that was a big thing. I mean, it, you know, the bubble gum in uh, baseball cards wasn't that great, but it was there, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but there are, there are, apparently there are uh, connoisseurs of, uh, Whoa. Of pencils, my get well, in the they, world. not as lucrative as as fine pens. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. crazy expensive. You can spend you can spend thousand dollars yes. on a pen. That's oh yeah, which is just stupid to me. <laughs> you know, it's like really Bill, dumb. Bill Weston's pen is a nice one, is it not? He's got a very nice pen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I just don't use pens anymore. You know who yeah. gave us a really nice pen, and I still use it. It's actually in my wallet. Um, Subaru. Yeah. Remember when they, they used to like give us gifts at, at, when we did their broadcast? Yes, it came in yeah. one of those bags. It's a okay. really nice pen. Really? Yep. Um, let me go. I have calls coming in. Let me go to uh, Dan. Hi, Dan. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, he's gone. Oh, Dan. It's awesome. Let, let me go to... Uh, that's okay. I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank God. I didn't we never want to talk to Dan. Thank God. I did Thank not God want to talk guy. to that guy anyway. Cut that loose. Now, he's in his car going, what did I do? Because the real news is with Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's uh, the the pencil thing you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Well, so I'm an elementary school art teacher, and those Dixon Ticonderoga pencils are the only ones I ever want to use because any other brand, they don't sharpen correctly. When you put them in the sharpener, they just, like, erode. Yes. Listen, I do have that issue uh, at home, the pencils that we have, whatever brand my wife has bought, you'll sharpen it, and then exactly. either it yes. either breaks or the yep. lead falls out. What are you <laughs> laughing about? He's laughing about that's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're the best ones. <laughs> Kristen, so Hold on a second. Yeah. Nick and Casey are both beat red in the face right now. I didn't know that was that funny. Was I'm happy it is. Very stupid. <laughs> What, what, laughing at what, how much Casey's laughing. What Kristen is saying, and you know this, Preston, cheaper yes. pencils in school, you get cheaper pencils, and they would actually start to splinter as you yeah. sharpen them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, right? they just completely crumble. Yep, yeah. I agree. And also, <laughs> well, I, the, I, maybe it's the sharpener we have, and it and it's just a pet peeve of mine. When I go to sharpen pencils at home, only like one side oh. gets oh, sharpened, yeah. and the yeah. other side, it's like um. Like back in the old school days, when we'd be choking, smoking a joint, and you get a runner. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh wait, what do we call that, Kristen? When you when you were sharpening your joints at school? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Is, I wonder if that's my sharpener that's the problem, or yeah, if it's probably. a crappy pencil. Yeah. 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 yeah it means the blade's probably getting dull. Okay. One of the most you know reliable. Don't sharpen colored pencils in one of those mechanical sharpeners. Well, that's just racist. They're they're like a no. They're oh. like a harder wood casing, and they mess up the blade. Yeah, why are you yelling at me? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what's a good sharpener? Thank you for the tip, Kristen. The yeah. classic. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day. Classic device with the regular razor screwed into it that you where you twist the pencil inside. Yeah. That'll give you a nice even shave. A little handheld thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you get to empty the shavings out exactly. of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But is this thing that it is this this is almost the height of antiquated how often are pencils used these days? Besides art, well, I mean, listen, math you have to use a pencil, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like my kids use pencils every single day. What about for test taking now? Do we still have the, um, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. number two? Okay, standardized right. test. You yep. have to All use right. the number two as well. And the the pencil sharpener, by the way, in the classroom, that is like the equivalent of the of the water cooler, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's where you meet. If you saw somebody that you wanted to talk to at the pencil shop, you're like, I gotta go sharpen my pencil. Well, yeah, pop, you know. Purposely break the tip off of your pencil. How yep. many times did you take an electric pencil sharpener and just run the pencil yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way down to the <laughs> eraser? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now I still use a pencil pretty regularly when I'm uh, um, uh, when I'm working on my drums and I'm, I'm using actual. Uh, you don't use drumsticks? No, 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 not that. I don't oh. use pencils. But I uh, I use sheet music. Uh, oh, okay. And so I write notes on uh, on there regularly about uh, when I practice things and things I need to work on and circling stuff, so I use pencil. I know you uh, do crosswords on your phone. Do you do crosswords? Uh, you ever write them? Uh, yeah, but I haven't done that in a while. I got um, a book, and, and you have to use pencils when crossword. we're doing a crossword because you make so many mistakes throughout them. I, I'm trying to do better with crosswords. I, I struggle with them. I think you're pretty good, though. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm the easier ones. Do okay. you know who's really good at it? My wife. Claire. Really? She rocks yeah. crosswords. Does she do one every day or do the like I, the New York Times one or whatever? What she's good at is discerning the, um, the phrasing of yeah, she gets the answer from the clue. Yes, she just and after a while, depending on people who are really good at like the New York Times puzzle, yeah. you know the way it's the clue is being issued. Right, and it's that, almost like Jeopardy. Yeah. And Jeopardy is a perfect example. Yeah, of it. the Enquirer is harder than the Daily News. Okay. And, <laughs> And then the Daily Times, the Delco Daily Times. If you want to feel like a genius, do that one every single day. I'll tell you something, though. If you watch, like, the classroom and the classroom, they don't give you any sort of assistance in the... Yeah, you in, know, the the, in the question. The, the question. And it's just flat out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and many times it's more difficult. Uh, Press, we got to take a break because we got to... Yes, we got to do Fox 29. Do it, yeah. I agree. Thank you. Well, I, those are just a couple of things I noticed. I noticed other things. We can notice those at another All right. All right. time in the very near future. But we do need to take a break because we're going to go live on Fox 29. Uh, we also have a little bit of an announcement that we're going to make around that, too. And um, don't forget, Dr. Oz, we have your chance to win 500 bucks and a $500 Amex gift card. Our friends from Hand and Stone will be here in a little while, too. We're going to give away some free massages. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. 
The sled deemed best design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The best live live anchors up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre sale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sabbath on MMR. We're going live on Fox. Good day. Here we go. Losing weight, exercising. Yeah, I'm still good. Any moment now. Is cheating? I think. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a form of lying if you're saying, oh, baby, I'm right there with you. I uh, can only ask uh, a certain group for my relationship answers, and that's (laughs) President Steve and everybody over there at MMR. Hey, guys. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hi, President. You know, start with you. Have you ever hidden food from your wife? Uh, have I ever hidden food from my oh, wife? Like something you were eating. Like, you weren't supposed to be eating it, so you eat it, like, in the car at work and uh, act like you didn't have it. I mainly do that with alcohol, but... <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, no. That's uh, a whole other issue. You know what? Not hidden, but my wife absolutely hates mushrooms, so I never eat those around her. But that's not really cheating. That's kind of out of respect for her, you know what I mean? Have you ever um, wandered off in the house to eat something away from her? Um... No, I don't really do that. I mean, because I keep swordfish in my sock drawer. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, just in case. <laughs> just in case. I got you. Because I'm going to go fold my socks. Um, no, I've never really like to like to sneak, you know, sweets and stuff like that, or cake or something that might be bad for you. Oh, I, I I have done that. You have. You know, I was hooked on cupcakes with really thick butter icing for a while. So I'd stop by this little cafe and pound down about two of them, and then I wouldn't admit it. I I actually have something that just comes to mind. I picked up a a large tub of Hearst cheese balls, the the puffs, (laughs) and my wife says, oh, oh, okay, um, yeah, I have those, I guess. I came back, and half of them were gone. And I swear to God, we've now fought because whenever I bring them into the house... She did it? She buzzsaws them. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we, we actually get in a food fight, and we're like... Like you know, the like Gollum with the ring running into the part of the house to eat these <laughs> oh things, my God. And, and and so that's that is. And I told you guys how many times now we're fighting over these things. No. So maybe that's in that realm. So. That's probably in that, that realm. Does sound like it. Kathy, yeah. you ever do that? No, I just eat whatever I want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, guys, my parents have been married for nearly fifty years, and my yep. mom told me the other day she still finds hidden around the house tootsie rolls. And oh she, my God! And my dad, oh. and that's she's great. like. We've been married 50 years, Tom. It's okay to have the Tootsie Rolls, but he'll still hide them from her. And yet he parades his hookers right around in front of her. No problem. Uh, I think one thing that we're missing here are uh, spouses of vegetarians and vegans. Uh, And I'm sure people have to hide meat eating around the house quite a bit. I know someone, actually, her boyfriend does not eat bacon. And so sometimes at work she'll eat it. And then she brushes her teeth because sometimes she's gone home and she'll give him a kiss. And it'll be like, you've had bacon today, haven't you? Like, he'll know. You've been with bacon, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, it's hard to argue your way out of bacon, you know? So, well, but apparently, I guess uh, people are doing this fairly regularly. Yeah, I, I was, it was like almost half. 
Oh, my God. Do this. I, I, I'm shocked by that. I think that you're, uh, you're on the, the the way to a bad relationship if you have to be hiding, squirreling away your Tootsie Rolls around yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care, guys. Okay, we'll see you later. Me. Interesting. No, the food, I've never really had to hide food. I, take no, I think like just, but like like that, like it's not necessary. Yeah. It's just that his, Nick's dad doesn't want the mom to know. You feel embarrassed. Yes. What I have done and what I hate gets done when it's done on my end is like eat someone else's leftovers oh. or the, <gasps> la- the last bit of something, even though you know another person really wants it. So that the, I've done before. The thing to do is to get very creative at covering over, like, for example, a slice of pizza, joining the remaining pieces of pizza together, <laughs> yes. smoothing over their ice cream yep. so that it looks, uh, remembering remembering what the pattern was when you opened up the top. Yeah. Because if you just open up a top of, like, a pint of ice cream, you from the top you can't tell how low it is. Mm-hmm. You know, those little tricks. You it's, know like wa- it's like watering down booze. Exactly. When you're, you're stealing <laughs> from your parents. It's the same thing. They, they probably know the mark level that this was at, so you just add water to it. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Well, listen, you know what we did? We skipped traffic. No! It's brought to you by NJM Insurance Group. Let's take a look. Kathy, what's going on? So 95 southbound is jammed from Academy to Cotman, the Betsy Ross Bridge, through to Girard, and then also from the Blue Road to Highland Avenue, where we have the left lane blocked with an accident right now. Uh, North on 95, slowing from Highland Ave to the Blue Road, uh, Island Avenue to Broad Street, and then from Columbus Boulevard to the Vine Expressway. On the Schuylkill eastbound, expect delays 202 into Belmont Boulevard to 30th Street, westbound Penrose Avenue to South Street, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to 202, Blue Route northbound, jams 95 to Route 1, the Mid-County Tolls to the Schuylkill Expressway, uh, and then slow again from Route 1 to Media, 422 eastbound, heavy 29 to 23, uh, and then on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, that's backing up Willow Grove to Fort Washington in New Jersey, Route 130 northbound at Bridgeboro Street, two lanes are blocked with an accident, 42 freeway northbound, heavy the Black Horse Pike to Lower Landing Road, an accident there as well, 55 northbound. Jam Stepford to 42, and then in Trenton, 29, northbound at Parkside Avenue. The left lane blocked with an accident. This traffic report brought to you by Account Temps Demand for top talent is at an all-time high. Keep your projects moving with highly skilled accounting and finance professionals from Account Temps. Account Temps, the Robert Heff Company. That's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Uh, you know what let's do? Let's give away a hand and stone massage and facial spa gift mm-hmm. card. It is good for one free massage or facial. They are here with us today. And they're uh, handing out massages in our Xfinity Lounge. We love that. Uh, so we'll take caller number nine, and I will set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. That is number, obviously, that is a wonderful gift for Valentine's Day. Uh, so if you'd like to get that, you can go to handandstone.com. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by the Philadelphia Fishing Show at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, February 21st through the 23rd. All things freshwater, saltwater, and fly. Uh, phillyfishingshow.com for more information. And by the way, our secret text word. Tickets to that event. You can text the word secret to 3933 to maybe win a little bit later on. I'm going to start with this story. The video is wild. A Dallas, Texas exotic dancer plummeted nearly 15 feet after falling from a strip club club pole, hit the ground, and continued twerking even though she broke her jaw and shattered her teeth. I've seen some amazing acts of courage. But when she slams down on that thing and then gets up and starts twerking her ass... It's true. 
Yeah, honestly, she's in Chuck Yeager territory. Dude, she is so high up in the air oh, in this case. Yeah. Have you seen this? I oh, saw yeah. the video. Oh, she's, man. She's, uh, she's doing, you know, uh, pole acrobatics. We're yeah. looking at this. Look towards uh, the very top of the screen. Oh Keep watching. God. That's where she is. And Ooh. all of a sudden, she tries to do this maneuver where she hangs <gasps> outside. No, 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 that's not it. Uh, she's the next one to fall. So here we oh, go. God. Oh, no. Hold and on. She she's... Falls? She falls and she. I'm scared. It's wild. Watch <gasps> this. Oh, Jesus, I thought oh my she was God. Gonna... So, and let, let, look, she gets up. She gets up and starts twerking. Exactly. Her jaw's oh broken, and, but she's, she's sort of twerking off stage slowly. <laughs> After footage of uh, performer Gina Sky's harrowing fall hit the internet, she posted an Instagram video ex- explaining what had happened and thanked friends and fans for their support. She also created a GoFundMe page to pay her medical expenses. In that video, the consummate showbiz pro said she fractured her jaw, which will require surgery. Her fall also caused her to break a few teeth and sprain an ankle, but she walked away from the accident on her own. Uh, she had said in the video, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time, but I'm okay, and I'm going to be okay. Uh, it's just really humbling experience just to be alive. I'm really thankful for that. If she would have landed on her head. She probably could have died. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the GoFundMe page launched by the woman, a woman claiming to be a friend of her has already raised uh, nearly $20,000 by Monday In afternoon. In singles, Preston. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> even with the injury, uh, uh, the injury to my face, she said, it could have been a lot worse. It's a pretty wild video. She is way up high. Uh, this is a terrible story, and I believe it's a follow-up. I may have had, I think I had the initial story of this, but a Florida teen died after he was shot with a BB gun in the eye. This is a kid who was in a car. Yeah, Ivan Johnson passed away on Friday from injuries sustained earlier this month when he was shot in the eye by an 8-year-old in a parking lot in Tampa. Police said the incident occurred when the 17-year-old was left in a car with the driver's 8-year-old son and 10-year-old stepson. The driver had stepped out of the vehicle to use the ATM when the 8-year-old in the back seat reached for the BB gun and fired it at the teenager who was sitting in the front passenger seat. The gun was a Daisy 800 air rifle, and a pellet that was discharged struck the teenager in the left eye. He was taken to Tampa General Hospital in critical condition, and uh, and he died from this. So how did a BB gun shot to the eye lead to death? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it got to his brain or what. Jesus. Uh, but a GoFundMe campaign was set up in Johnson's honor. Uh, his organs were donated to nine children following his death. And apparently this kid was just a saint. He was a sweetheart. So oh, my God. Terrible, terrible news. Horrible story. Listen, you, you, yeah, you got to be careful. All right, uh, next story. And I'm requesting a sound effect from Casey. So let's see if we get All this right. right. I messed it up last time. Okay. All right, an extremely rare $194,000 grand piano was smashed when movers dropped it while taking it out of a recording studio. Uh, this is according to Canadian virtuoso Angela Hewitt. Uh, Hewitt, one of the world's leading classical pianists, said in a Facebook post that she had just finished recording Beethoven's piano variations in Berlin when the movers entered the studio control room to tell her they had dropped her handmade Fazioli wow. piano. Uh, the pianist said that it had taken her 10 days to share the very sad piece of news because it had been such a shock to me that I didn't immediately want to share it with the world. Her precious F-278 Fazioli piano was the only one in the world with four pedals, she wrote. Oh, my God. Uh, she said, I adored this piano. It was my best friend, best companion. I loved how it felt when I was recording, giving me the possibility to do anything I wanted. Uh, she says, now it is no longer. The iron frame was broken. As much was the structure, lid, and case. 
uh, the Italian engineer and pianist uh, Paoli Fazioli, the owner of Fazioli Pianos. Paoli Fazioli? That's his uh, pa- uh, Paoli. All right. Uh, declared the handmade instrument unsalvageable. Oh, so no. it was uh, almost $200,000. We have a recording of it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, you stupid rabbit! Oh, they're trying like to fix it. Yes. God, unplayable. She said that uh, she had kept the piano at her home in Italy and had used it for almost all her recordings over 17 years. So. And it had four pedals, huh? It had four pedals, yes. And it, uh, so the, and a hundred, uh, how, how was the $194,000. She's, what does is, what is a top level Steinway go for? I don't know what's, okay. uh, I'm not sure, but uh, Hewitt is not the first to suffer the loss of a valuable instrument in transit. In 2007, Movers delivering an $89,000 grand piano to the Two Moors Festival in southern England dropped the instrument out of their van. <laughs> That's why you never use Three Stooges moving. No. Uh, Washington State Patrol Trooper discovered another form of distracted driving during traffic stop for speeding that led to an eventual arrest. Trooper Thornson had written on Twitter, just when he thought you've heard it all, he said a semi-truck driver was stopped for speeding and eventually arrested for suspicion of DUI and drugs. On top of that, and I saw the pictures of this, the trooper found out the suspect appears to have turned their semi-truck into a recording and producing studio while driving on the highway. Oh, for doing like Instagram videos? No, for t- recording music. Music. So he's got he's got Pro Tools set up on a laptop over to the left, a microphone that hangs down from the ceiling, oh, and apparently he can bust his rhymes and cut his tracks or sing or whatever he's doing okay. and record while he's driving cross country. It's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty wild. All right. I'm almost done. One last short little story here. Uh, New York City's John Ramirez says he has converted to Christianity after he actually saw hell. Does he play a piano too? No, he doesn't. But uh, he was trained to be a satanic cult high-ranking pre- ranking oh. priest that cast powerful spells and controlled entire regions for years. But one night in October 1999, he says he left his body and took a train to hell. So you know what happened? Like the place. Once he visited the home office, he was not impressed. Yeah, and he experienced terrible fear, though. Uh, he said, What did he think hell was going to be? Once he woke up again, he decided to join Christianity, and now he tours the country selling his books, telling people about what he experienced. They didn't even have a pool. Yeah, so there you go. That's <laughs> what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Um, Case, can we make that uh, announcement? Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's make a little bit of an announcement. Very exciting. Uh, we're excited to do this uh, once again, the Preston and Steve show. Just we want to give you the date to expect this, but we're hitting the road and we are headed back to Philly Spring Training. Hey! Yep, we're going to go to Spectrum Field in Clearwater, Florida. And it is going to be on Friday, March 13th. We've done the last two spring trainings. And we had a great time. And both years we went, the Phillies won the World Series. <laughs> Look what happened. So we got to do it again. No, actually, it was pretty disappointing. It was actually a terrible season. We are good luck. <laughs> uh, but we're going we're gonna to do it again. It was a lot of fun. We run into so many people that are 
uh, not only traveling down there to see the Phils, but are, are Philadelphia transplants and live in that area. And when they come to visit us, at the, because we'll broadcast leading right up to a game. And when the doors open for a game, everybody comes in and it's just a lot of fun. It's mini Philly. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to doing this again this year. It's going to be on the 13th, March 13th, which is a Friday, by the way. Maybe that'll bring us luck. Yeah. And uh, we'll spend some time uh, chatting with the uh, you know some team members yeah. and uh, just getting ready for the season. It'll be a good time. So if you're headed down there, uh, make sure you look for us. Um, it's a good weekend to go because it's uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. You know, that's the following Tuesday, I think, but a lot of celebrations in Clearwater. And I love going to the spring training. I've gone many times, uh, including with you guys. Um, and one of the things that I love the most is that when you end up in Clearwater and you're down there, you run into people that you have no idea were also in Clearwater at the time. So many yeah. people from Philly end up being down there. It's just a great time. It's a great uh, great vibe, and it's cool to get out of Philadelphia in March. Oh, yes. So uh, we'll get the details coming up soon, but uh, you know, let us know if you're going. Maybe we can meet up. That'd be pretty cool. Headed there once again. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back in a moment. We're going to have uh, Joe Frost, the super nanny, on the show around 9 or so. And don't forget, Dr. Oz, we still got your chance to win a $500 Amex gift card. Now, friends from Hand and Stone are here. We'll do more giveaways in a little while. Don't forget about uh, the Valentine's Day Spa Package, the Serenity Package. You can purchase that. Check out the details. Get it before it's gone at handandstone.com. We'll be back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, friends from Hand and Stoner here. We'll do some more giveaways in a bit. And I want to thank our friends from Phil Abundance. They brought us breakfast today. Wow. A really big spread of food in the uh, Xfinity Lounge. And um, I guess they were just doing that because of uh, Camp Out for Hunger, maybe? I or, assume it's yeah. to say thank you for that, that for our efforts. Very cool. And they, they brought a nice selection of uh, a breakfast food. For Rarely do we actually yes. get breakfast I... food here. It's never it's breakfast It's burgers <laughs> and wings and stuff like that. They actually yeah. brought... Eggs and sausage and and breakfast stuff and biscuits and biscuits and, and biscuits. fruit bars and cookies for later on today. Yes, it's like a delightful treat. So thank you. Yes, actually, it's brought uh, by the Phil Abundance Community Kitchen or uh, PCK. It's a culinary training program for adults oh. with uh, low to no income. That's awesome. Well, that's yeah. excellent because yeah. they brought in these. Uh, there's the these uh, fresh fruit bars, Kathy, which you got to try. Oh, in really? There. Yeah, really oh. well made and hermetically sealed. Oh, right, awesome! For freshness. Okay. Speaking of food, we had a quick discussion with our friends from Fox 29 on uh, quote cheating people cheating on their partners with food, and I found the 
uh, the poll that was the source of that conversation. The step-off point. Yeah, and it was, uh, it's interesting because rather than, like, hiding food around the house, which I kind of thought that was it was about, it's, it's a poll that was done. 71% of people say they make unhealthy choices behind their partner's back. Right. So... Um, like in the movie, uh, this is 40. Yes. And remember he would, uh, Paul Rudd's character would always go off and eat stuff. She was hard yeah. line about them eating it, healthy. It was muffins, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was always eating muffins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> and there's also a scene in, uh, Parenthood, uh, as well, where the wife is, is, you know, the husband is trying to have them on this specific, you know, health kit. Right, and, yeah. And, uh, and she would, she had all these, you know, hostess cupcakes and stuff in the, in the, uh, closet. And that would drive me crazy if if your spouse was hardlined and pushing this on you. We have to be this way and overseeing, and and, and it, you almost feel like you're you're in a prison. Yeah, Rochelle and I are like, you know, if if I decide to eat healthy, that's great. You want to yeah. join me? Come on board, let's do it. But I'm not going to make you no eat a certain. But way. if you she know what just, I mean? if she falls off whatever she's doing and has a cupcake, are you like? staring at her? Do you say anything no. or you just let her eat it? No, I'm just like, oh, okay, so you're bailing on it, you know. Yeah. Alright, I guess so. See, but she's I wrong. guess you don't have willpower in yeah, a week. Yeah, I guess you're just I very just, weak. I'm not being a judgmental. I just assumed you're weak and have no willpower. But I think that you're taking it a little too far. Like, like I mean, I know there are people like this is 40, you know, in, in, who yeah. are gonna give them, but almost just like uh, so the other way around, like maybe if she would feel guilty eating in front of you, like, we're supposed to be doing this. Afraid you get the stink I, I eye? Re- I really want to okay. bail, so I'm just going to have, like, a little bit of this cupcake while he's not home. Um, No, I think she would just eat it right in front of me. And, right. But, but I know what you're but saying. But I'm saying I think yeah. maybe that's what this study is, is, is not necessarily somebody, you know, standing in front of you going, don't eat that, but maybe they feel a little guilty, so they're going to have a little bit of it. So you're out at something, and uh, an event or something, or something for work, and she puts on a lingerie and mm. takes a cupcake up to bed. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that's what we're talking. I think more often, at least for me, outside of the food realm, would be something that an activity or something. Oh yeah. Oh, now that I've done. Okay. You've lied about doing an activity. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. <laughs> really? And I, th- I bet you, I bet you, nine times out of ten, that's a more common cheat, probably, than food. Yeah, and it would be golf. Yeah. Golf. You know, and I, I would find, you know, moments where I could just. I'll sneak out and play. Nine. I'll sneak out and play nine real quick, you know, and, and not tell her what I'm doing. And you, and you live right across from a golf course. After I played, you know, the last two days yeah, in yeah, a row or whatever. Why not sneak in nine without Rochelle? And then, and what do you, do you just say? Well, I'm going to go for a jog. Like, well, I'm going to go eat a muffin. <laughs> Try to time it out. Oh, you're going to. Uh, okay. You have to go. You got to p- take Caroline to her art <laughs> class. Okay. Time you think you'll be back? Yeah. yeah. What time you guys gonna get back? Really? Okay. Two and a half hours. Hey, I love you. I'll see you when you get back. Bam! I'm out the door. Yeah. Press the door. Yeah. So that that makes that to me that makes more sense. Like, oh, okay. So you go you going out for brunch? Okay. And and I've been caught before as well. Like she'll call and and you know I'm in, in a moving golf cart. Where are you? Yeah. Where are Four! you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you, you I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> Four uh, rolls, please. Yeah. <laughs> Mask the sound yeah. behind you. Steve, yeah. um, how's Claire with your video games? Is that something you do when she's not around? No, here's the deal now. And I'll tell you this. And this is she is 
ten times the video gamer oh, that I, I am right okay. now because she plays. What what it is for me is my mo- movies going up to watch. You know, in, the, in my little theater setup there. So when she's out. You'll try to get a movie in. Oh yeah. Now she's. We are very good with this. She. We accommodate each other when we tried to, hey, I'll go with you to that string festival. We realized <laughs> it was the road to disaster. So I'm a bad example because we, we're we pretty fluid with this. And we don't have kids. And I think that makes a, a consideration as well because yeah. time gets eaten up. And so it's much more precious for you guys to get that in there. What, well, what about you, Kathy? Is there something? No, like even with like salsa dancing? No. Like I would. Okay. I would just go. No, I just I, go. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and sometimes that would take a while. There'd be, you know, hours or. Do you clean anything of his behind his oh, I back? I throw stuff out. <laughs> there you go. That's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell him and you threw things away. Where's my, uh, what was it? A giant moose head that sings jingle bells. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I actually sold it to someone on the yard sale site, and she used it for an ugly sweater contest that she won. So that's where it is. Wow. All right, you'll, so you'll fess up right away. <laughs> I as mean, opposed to, I haven't seen that in years. I don't yeah, know what I, you're know, talking about. Yeah, you know what? Come on. I'm not even your wife. No, I... I don't know. I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. There's. I have a friend who <laughs> gave away like a. Uh, he, he thought it. Well, I, he knew it wasn't trash, but to him, he thought it was trash, and so he he gave it away. It was his wife's, and she is still looking for it, like oh, no. months into it. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. Mm. No idea where oh, it went." Man. And he's like, "What do I do? Do I fess up?" And we were like, "No, don't ever fess up. No. You don't know where it is." Okay, it's too late. Let's take it to this level. What about <laughs> what about spank time? You know, like, uh, it's, it, like you, I know we've talked about it. If if someone goes away for a little while, oh, I have the, and we've, I have the run of the house. Well, I don't say, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and rub one out right. real quick. So, yeah, I don't know. think yeah. anybody does. I think all your spank times are usually done. I'm saying know, though, you're, you're, under- you're, you're, you'll secure time when you, you know, you're. That's a little bit of a, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, that's right. But I think that's every time. You know, uh, I think uh, any time that uh, you're doing that to yourself yeah. is. Stolen time. Stolen time. <laughs> I will. I will sneak in. So now that my my shoulder is still a, a problem, and and golf has has gone by the wayside for me, and I've I've uh, filled that time with uh, with playing drums and, right. and uh, improving at that. So and and I play an electronic drum kit, so it doesn't echo through the whole house. I can play quietly, and nobody knows that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I will sneak downstairs and do a little jam session from time to time when I could be doing something else. That's the issue. Okay, that's the key point. When you could be doing something else, yeah. right? So you and and when was the last time you got in trouble for being discovered? I because I, you did with the golf. I remember a few fights, specifically oh, you sure. coming in and saying you were in the doghouse because yeah, of that. Yeah. Has, have the drums created that issue? No, no. But I, but I mean, it'll be like uh, I'll kind of half heartedly go. You know, she's making dinner. You need any help with that? <laughs> no, okay. No, okay. I'm, I'm just gonna be. In I gotta go down the stairs and uh, straighten up the basement. I'm just gonna. Have you gotta ask the question in such a way that you know you're gonna get a no in response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. There is a way to set up the question to yeah. where you know, no, nah, it's okay. I got, no, I got it. Do you want me to hang around you uncomfortably and keep asking for things? <laughs> <laughs> or just should I go someplace else? Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, it's it's a little backhanded <laughs> to do stuff like that. I've been to like the gym and working out, and uh, especially like CrossFit 
I knew somebody who would hide it from his girlfriend um, that he was going to CrossFit, like, again. Like, he would do it in the morning, and then there would be, like, a night, like, because they do these, like, competitions. So he'd go and watch the competitions Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't tell her that, you know, that he went in the morning so that he could say he was going at night. (laughs) Yeah, there's a level of accommodate. you got to accommodate what each other's into. It's just what I think Preston's point is when there's other stuff that's pending that you should take care of and you don't. So that you go out to the golf course, or you right. are playing your drums when you know all those things people, stand in direct violation of what you're supposed to be doing. People will do it with gambling, gambling, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. going well, to the casino. Like a, that's like, that's an like an addiction, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. Are you doing that heroin again? Yeah. Uh, I think you know, Press. You got kids. I got three kids. You have three little detectives, the detectives around the house now. Yeah, and so. They can figure it out. Uh, they can figure it out. So, do they extort you if you're discovered? No, case? Okay. no, no. But like, when you're when you're caught, you're just you're caught. So, uh, so for the last eight years of my life, uh, I have, I would not consider myself to be a smoker. Right. Um, over the last eight years, I have smoked cigarettes, and um, especially mm. in the first four years, I would like smoke for like two weeks and then I wouldn't smoke for a month right. and then I'd smoke for a month and every single time I went back to it it was like I would hide the hell out of it how and extensive was your I had, a, I had a separate smoking jacket okay right that I wore all the wow. way up, up like, to, Hef. like yeah. Hefner yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I wore it and it would like it an ascot all, it would get zippered all the way up to my uh, to my um uh, chin? My chin. Uh, I actually met somebody else uh, when we were doing a live broadcast somewhere. He did. He had the same exact thing. He had smoking gloves, <laughs> right, that he would wear when he was smoking so the cigarettes didn't smell on his hands. Wow. Yeah. I've done that as well. Um, also, you know, when you get done, wash your hands, put some gum in, all that sort of stuff. But wow, um, these yeah. are my smoking gloves. Where yeah. are my smoking gloves? Wow. My smoking shoes. Where are they? Case you should have gotten one of those long, uh, you know, what do they call those things? A cigarette holder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are those called? I guess a cigarette like, holder. Like the yeah. 1920s. Like, or yeah. Yeah. like your Audrey yeah. Hepburn. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. with your elbow length gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> I yeah. Holly go lightly in his yeah. garage. Wait, that was one of the the best Halloween costumes that I had. I, I Audrey Hepburn. No, well, but I had like the gloves and the cigarette holder, and I like <laughs> pretended like I was smoking all night. I don't know why, but I loved it. Look, I'm a smoker. <laughs> yeah. I'm a regal smoker. But out of that little holder thing, yeah. that's what makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. Years ago, a friend of mine got married in uh, in Boston, and so we were all up there. And my f- uh, other friend, he was with us, and uh, he was not supposed to be drinking, so. You know, I, I didn't know much about uh, what was going on in his personal life, but uh, he was on the phone with us, and he would, and his wife wasn't with us, uh, so he was up there separate, uh, and he was he would not drink until he had that last phone call with his wife, and I was like, like she's, she's not going to smell the alcohol through the phone. He goes, no, she's going to know. She'll know even if I've had one drink. If there's some sort of pantameter, uh, you know, some lie detector, and I she guess she's used to it, and so. <laughs> I had the old ball and chain. I'd become a violent drunk when I drank. No, he wasn't a violent drunk. But but what ended up happening that one night, and I guess that was the Friday night before the wedding, is he got off the phone with her at like 8 o'clock. He was like, okay, party time now. And he ended up drinking so much, used his credit card at the bar, which he was not supposed to do, because then he got, you know, and then he lost his credit card at the, you know, it was like, well, you could 
try to hide it all you it's, want. Oh, what a tangled <laughs> web get, we weave, and, that, and that's like it. Like, that, yeah. like for with you, with your with your smoking outfit. Uh huh. I mean, it's it, it, the the stress caused the by that. that you go to, and because smoking is, I guess, the process is supposed to be in some way relaxing. It is. You're totally negating it by getting so nervous about being discovered. But I just didn't feel like. Dealing with it, you know what I mean. Like, no, I listen, understand. I completely not, understand. It's, it's not. It's not drugs. It's not alcohol. But it is something where, like, if you have quit for any number of whether it be weeks, months, or years, you know, there's like a disappointment. You're like, oh, why? You, did, why are you doing that? And it's like, because I want to. You feel embarrassed? It's like, well, I, I put on my self pleasuring outfit, <laughs> yes, and my yeah. long gloves, sure. and my jacket that I put on that goes all the way up to my neck, Preston. Uh, and then jacket. you unplug the security cams. Yeah. All of those things. You know, it's and you warm up the lotion. It's it's all it's embarrassing. <laughs> you have to warm up it's the lotion. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> little 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 deceptions. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go to Candace. Hi, Candace. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Candace? No, I was just uh, commenting. You guys were talking about cheating with activities, and and Kathy mentioned uh, CrossFit. And you're talking about golf. I'm I'm kind of in the position. You know, if you want to go CrossFit twice a day or go sneak in some golf. I have no problem with that at all. My mm. issue is if you go and say, I'm going golfing, and you don't, then that's when we got a problem. No, well, I, I don't know, Candace. It, you're not considering that this person is golfing way too much. Well, there's a reason they're not saying, I'm exactly. going golfing again. Yeah, it's because. But she's saying, just say that instead of. Yeah, but then I'm going to catch crap. Right, I'm gonna, right. you know, Well, that's the whole. Going again? That's the risk. And that's why I'm yeah. hiding and I'm going. <laughs> no, I, I actually am, but I just wanted to lie to you so I didn't catch any crap. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, right. Can, Don't you understand? I can see if it starts to affect your quality of life where it's getting in the way of spending time with the kids and the family. But I yeah. Everybody needs their time, but just don't lie about it. Candace, yeah. it, it's, so I, I will occasionally I'll get eye rolls on things. Like, for example, when a oh, new yeah. Batman statue right. shows up at the house in a box, and I, and she'll, she'll go, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Have, have you ever lied about buying something like that and having it, like, sent to the office instead and, and not uh, not fessing um, up on that? I mean, yes, because you guys sent, know it. He sent things to the office. Me? Yes. What? <laughs> What have I gotten sent to the ben, office? Are there Batman stitch statues? No, no, no never. He brings they go them to the to house. Them, yeah. I bring them to the house. I bring them to the office. Yeah. I've lied about things that I said would end up in the office that never <laughs> oh, did. Okay, okay. Right, right. <laughs> I flat out lied. I've uh, uh, that that, uh, that has, this the and then hopefully she gets so. Oh, uh, that, but that's where the Batman statue goes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, so speaking <laughs> of hiding things in golf from your spouse, I saw. I can't remember if it was a video or a picture of a guy who works construction and brought all of his construction gear with him to the golf course so that just in case, and it did happen where he had to FaceTime with his wife. It looks put, like... He put the hard hat on, <gasps> okay? Yes. yes. He put the yes. hard hat, the vest, all that sort of stuff. And so his buddies took a picture of him because he was, like, standing down in, like, a creek bed <laughs> FaceTiming with his wife as if he were at work. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Wow. Yes. Okay. So the classic thing is the country club, right? That's sure, what that, that's, sure. that's, that goes back to like you know classic fifties sitcoms. You know, honey, you know I got to do this thing for work, and they're at the you know yeah. Uh, but but I mean now I think honestly, the angst of trying to hide it and be to the to the other caller's point, if you just say it, catch the guff if you're going to catch it, you know. But yeah, there's certain sometimes... things that you do that you can't help but feel like. 
I really should. Because you know you shouldn't be doing it. Or yeah. you know that it's Otherwise, excessive. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd fess up about yeah. it. I, I read a story last week. I'm trying to find the details. But um, these guys are in a men's hockey league. In, uh, and I think it's in Massachusetts, outside of Boston. And every year on their calendar, they play a team called the No-Shows. Yeah. Except that that team doesn't exist. So every year that they go, <laughs> they have on their schedule, yeah. they're playing the No-Shows on the on, you know the third Thursday in January. And it's just their excuse to get together and go to the bar. Yes. So they're at the bar every Thursday. and But... To your point, Steve, like, that's such lengths to go to be deceitful. Like, just say we're going to the bar that night. I I, I just always, my natural guilt kicks in, you know, uh, uh, and it's... There There was some kind of neighborhood, uh, guys club. Okay. Where I live. That I had zero interest in being a part oh, of you know, whatsoever, and... and just just the fellas, yeah. little sausage party, <laughs> get together, drink, not tell the ladies about what they're doing. It's right. like that scene in Autofocus, right? <laughs> right, you sit around, sit around, right. rub one out with the fellas. Hey, hand me a beer. I, I never could wrap my mind around that. I'm like, I kind of like having. The gals around there are a lot of fun. So who wants to hang around with girls? Yeah, like, it's it's, 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 it's like that scene from uh, The Simpsons. You kissed a girl. What are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, a, a bunch of people have sent me this. So uh, thank you to whoever sent it to me. But husbands of Target. It's just this video. I that... meant to watch that. What's that? What's that about? I mean, it's like it's similar to this. I, I think the the wives technically know that they're out there, but basically, it's what they do when their wives go to Target. Do you ever lie about going shopping? Not skipping off and going to the store to buy stuff. No. I'm going to go get some Botox. (laughs) (laughs) You know that that is not true, and I'm not lying about that. No, I don't think so, Preston. There hasn't really been a time where I've had to say I wasn't shopping when I was out buying everything. To be honest, like you, I, I, I like to be home, and I like to, you know, anytime... Yeah, we don't have that dynamic, and thank God. Maybe have, early on in the marriage to. when you think, oh, I should probably go to this dumb thing. Uh, you know, I'm, honey, I'm going to your dumb thing. <laughs> but right. listen, all of our spouses are pretty cool. They're we, really let's, cool. Let's, let's take into account yeah. that some there are some spouses out there, men and women, uh, that aren't, aren't that cool. Not so cool. So, like they, Casey they've, Anthony. Oh, I, they've created a culture uh, that you have to lie to do the things that you like. Scott no, Peterson. Think, you know, yeah. Casey, you, no, you're absolutely correct, because I do have a friend who has to, it's. It it's drives shame, me right? insane. She has to ask him every time she purchases something. I'm like, I, yeah, my, my wife's aunt is, is really insane. yeah. And I'm and like, like well, let dumb. me check with him. I'm like, don't check with him. Just buy it. Hey. Wow. Stop it. <laughs> Just honestly, <laughs> that's my eating to my wife. It's all we we are both. That's it, honey. You want that meth? Buy that. Buy but going back to the movie, this is forty because uh, Leslie Mann's character. I'm like, why is she pushing all this crap on him? He, let the dude eat what he wants yeah. to eat, you know? And I, and I just, I was like, she would drive me crazy, too. Yeah. And you know? I love Leslie. And man. I love her, too. And But enough. Just, yeah. I mean, you know. But then uh, she she rises to the challenge, and we'll check that polyp in your butthole, Preston. That's just like true. she did in the movie. They're supposed to do that <laughs> yeah. for each other. Let me go to Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? <laughs> so, um, I'll buy, like, those Funko Pops a lot. Have you seen them? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I own a bunch of them, sure. Yeah. So I'll just buy them, and then my girlfriend will be like, did you get another pop? And then I have to lie and be like, no, that's been there forever. <laughs> but I don't think she really cares. You just didn't notice it. Like- I, is it sort of a fun thing? Because I, and let me see this. I'm sort of with you, Frank, because I do get purchase points on certain things. Right. And, and so I'll say, hey, I had purchase points so that's why I completed the Justice League. <laughs> because <laughs> so, do you get an eye roll? Do you get do you get verbal abuse? What how, how 
she rolls with it? What, what do you get? I think it's more like she knows that when I'm stressed or depressed, I'll go out and, like, buy, like, 50 well, – not 50, but I'll buy at least 10, like, Funko Pops. <laughs> She's like, are you stressed at work? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I wanted to buy a bunch of X-Men Pops. Yet, I bought the Kool-Aid pop the other day, and I don't even like Kool-Aid. <laughs> to that point, though, to that point, Thanks, Preston, yeah. shopping therapy is as much a guy thing. Retail you, therapy. You used to, th- you, the, the old thing, the old perception was that's what women do when they get upset or they mm-hmm. have tension. You know it's it's that. It's the every bit the equal with guys. Yeah. I feel... I do the shopping, and I feel better. And I do uh, online shopping, I'll do. Let me go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank <laughs> you, Lauren. So what are you cheating on uh, with oh, your, with your significant feel, other? I feel awful. So I tell him that my coworkers give me clothes, and, <laughs> and I get them shipped to the office. I rip all the tags off, and then I bring them home in a plastic bag <laughs> and I keep in my trunk. You're being told, you tell your significant other that you're just being handed clothing at work? Yes. Here, give that dress to Debbie. And Wait, and why? Are you, time... I mean, do you spend so much money on, on clothing and shopping? Is that, is, has he put like a limit on it? Um, I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> But how does he not know that the money's missing? Because, I mean, I honestly, sometimes, even when I'm buying, like, gifts for my wife for her birthday or Christmas, like... She'll notice. She, well, yeah. I mean, oh, oh, well, that's what you... Or, or, oh, so she went away for business, and I and I, uh, I wanted to surprise her with a new desk, right? And right. I, so I set that all up. She knew about it before she even got home. That's, that's a problem. Lauren, do you handle the books in the house? I have a side account, a little staff uh, account, but I secretly... Ooh, you're bad, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren just made, though, Lauren just made the sound. The, the sound that we all... <laughs> <laughs> and and that's really when you know you're, you're in that null zone. Listen, I understand if, if there's like if there's a major issue and she's emptying out the savings yeah. account by buying clothes. I understand that, but I mean, if you both have jobs, you work, you have some extra money, and you want to buy something. But yeah. that that sound, you know, even though like when uh, on the first <laughs> round of murders, Manson, were you there? <laughs> but did you hear Lauren in the background? She goes, "It's only a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's a side account. A side Does he know account. about it?" I get the I get the little money by telling him his sister's birthday gift was like seventy dollars, but really it was like fifty. So then I'm like, all right, so I saved that. Oh my god! Do, do you think, Lauren, wow. if you were straight to to Preston's point earlier, just in general, if you were just straight up and said, "I I want this. It makes me feel better." Would would I, I it's, getting these clothes and getting this stuff makes me feel better? It's a quality of life issue. Would that hold any water, or would you catch crap for that? I think at the end of the day, he'd be fine with it. Right. But, you know, you always kind of deep down, you're like, hey, he's judging me a little bit for buying mm-hmm. Yeah, and we do it to ourselves. It's it's our own it's our own knowledge that we're probably being a little ridiculous. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate it. I Good asked luck. for help carrying it all in from the car. <laughs> uh, let me. I really blew out the bank account today. <laughs> Give me a hand. <laughs> let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Darka Darka. Darka buddy. All right, so tell us uh, something you kind of cheated about with your wife. 2018, I bought a new Harley Davidson motorcycle. I keep it at my buddy's garage in Bethlehem, wow. and we ride pretty often on the weekends. Oh my! God. So and she, she has no idea until October 24th of last year when I had an accident <gasps> and I had to come clean. Dude. Oh uh, my God! How did you hide the purchase from her, Brian? Uh, you know, it, it's not. 
extremely expensive, and I do other side jobs where I get money and All kind right. of pay for it. Court and insurance, I keep separate. So, it where did she think you were hard. going every weekend? Uh, you know, I just I, I have recently connected with an old friend of mine who also rides, and we do a lot of things together. Uh, we go out to breakfast. He's a breakfast morning breakfast guy, so we go out. Could have gone for five hours for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and why are you all windburned? Oh, the eggs were really hot. <laughs> like three hours. Three hours, but my family gets up late, so we do it out early. I'd get out of the house early, go meet him, we go for a ride, and I'd go head, head home. Why, why are you wearing all leather and a helmet? Hey, we're going for breakfast. I, I leave that at his house. I leave that at his house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Listen, Brian, that's a good one. At least it's not Thanks. another person, you know, or like another, you know, like another woman. And that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a clearly, the, and that's, honestly, if you're going to have something like this, let it be your target shopping but, or a motorcycle instead of a, a passionate affair with another person. Right. Kathy, it could lead to, well, what else have you been doing right, with right. this extra time on your hands? Well, I've been collecting Funko dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, co-workers' clothes. Yes. I'm going to go to Tara. Tara, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Tara? <laughs> um, so I'm in a mom's group, and we say we have book club, but we've never actually read a book. Uh, yes. Is it really a drinking club? <laughs> yeah. That's we what... have people asking to join, and we're like, oh, we don't do that. We just go to the bar. <laughs> we go to the bar once a month instead. But do you... <laughs> but do, do the... Uh... Do the spouses think that you guys are actually reading these books and discussing them? Some of them do, yes. Some of them do, yes. (laughs) Did it actually ever start out as an actual book club and just turned into what it is? Nope, no, no books. Not once. I wonder if there's anyone on this level, and and, and to uh, uh, to uh, Tara's point, is there any legitimate suburban or or whatever Thanks, book club run by women where they're actually reading my books. wife my yeah. wife and her friend did it really uh, yeah, yeah they did it uh, a couple of times and then by like the it's third, dissolves right well by the third book it was like i didn't really read it and you know and then you just, get mad at the people who didn't read it if you're the only one that read it now you can't discuss with anybody it was weird because the first meeting that they had was at my house and i was, i had to listen in on this i'm like let me just see how boring this is and guess what? It's it boring. Was boring. It was boring. <laughs> That's why it stops. Yeah. Then you just end up going to the bar. I thought about maybe doing that. I've been reading a lot lately. Well, audio books, and still, you get the story out of it. But uh, then I get done with the book, and I don't have anybody to talk to about it, you know? Do movie club. Go to but the I bar. Wonder, but I wonder, yeah. It's just, <laughs> hey, has anybody here read Old Man in the Sea? <laughs> just say it out loud at a bar by myself. Preston, <laughs> Preston. Yeah, dude. You did the Krav guy boxed for years. Let's yep. have a fight club. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> uh, this one sounds pretty good. Let me go to Bruce. Hi, Bruce, you're on the air. Hey, guys, what's going on? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, bud. All right, so you were you kind of cheated on your wife in some regard. Yeah, I uh, we just moved to Texas. We're from Northeast Philadelphia. So we moved to Texas about six years ago, and we're there for about a month, and I got, uh, good, uh, got to be good friends with the landlord's son, my neighbor. He's like, come on over, have some drinks. My wife's like, I'll stay at home. I'm like, all right, I'll be over at the house. I just got off work. Well, here, a buddy of mine shows up to my house. I'm like, hey, man, we're at Bart's house. Come come court it up over here. So we're on the front porch. One thing led to another. A couple hours went by. Uh, my buddy's girlfriend's like, hey, let's go to the bar. Literally a block up, this, up the road. So we go jump in a truck. I didn't say nothing to my wife. We go to the bar. Guess who calls me an hour after at the bar? President my Bush? My wife calls me. She's like, oh. I'm at Bart's house banging on the door. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, Keep in mind, I don't play pool. I can care less about it. 
in the houses in Texas, especially the double-wide modular homes, they don't have basements, okay, because the ground is hard as a rock. Yeah. Here, I told her, drunk as a skunk, honey, we're in a basement, we're in a heated game of pool, we're in the championship round. That's a, that's a one-off. You caught crab for that. Did you do it again? No, I didn't do it again. I told her about six months later. Really <laughs> they don't have basements. Yeah. There's no oh basement God, at the Alamo. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man, it was hilarious. I, I was hearing you guys on the radio this morning. I said, I got to call and share my story. It's a classic. Well, yeah. thanks for checking in from Texas, Bruce. We appreciate it, bud. Uh, you're welcome, guys. You guys right. take care. All right, All right thanks. So we'll see you later. Man. Uh, let me see here. Here's one. Okay, like the smoking, Casey. Let me go to Dom. Hey, Dom. You guys rock. Thanks, man. <laughs> so what are you hiding from your wife? What is it? Uh, so I hid chewing tobacco for about a year and a half, two years from my wife. Wow. Did she ever knew that you uh, that you chewed or dipped in the first place? Yeah. So when we first got together, I did, and I ended up quitting probably about six months into our relationship. Um, how, how do you how do you mask that? Chewing tobacco to me seems to be something a little bit harder to hide than just simply no grab, grabbing a quick puff. You say no, Casey? No, no. It's a lot easier, especially if you're doing, like, uh, pouches. Are you doing long cut or pouches? Uh, so when at work, I do long cut, but when I was at home, I would have the pouches, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the snuff that you can actually swallow, so I wouldn't even have to worry about having a yeah. spit or anything. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You can swallow? Yeah, the snuff, like the yeah, snooze. The snuff. The snooze. Oh, really? Yeah. You swallow that you stuff? You swallow that stuff. Yeah. That's how you get a snass <laughs> cancer. Uh, <laughs> Dom, I had something similar happen to a friend of mine where uh, his wife comes in and goes, uh, uh, are you dipping? And he goes, no. And she goes, well, what is all of this stuff in the sink? And he's like, uh, oh, I, I thought you meant right now. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was dipping a little bit, you know, and so he was caught red-handed. And, yeah, and, uh, and I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, and I'm gay. I ended up getting caught because uh, my wife got into my car, and I had a dip bottle from work in there, and that's uh. what she uh, that's what she found and, and caught me. Uh, yeah, that's especially something like that with with tobacco or smoking or anything of that nature, where you there are it's very so telltale signs, and oh, yeah. I I am I can pick it up in a nanosecond. Yeah, if I go into you'll around here, you go into a bathroom, someone's been smoking in here. Yeah, so my uh, my uh, dad smoked in the house growing up, so yeah, uh, smelling like like smoke wasn't a, a big deal. Both and, my parents smoked same yeah. thing. So the when I officially got caught smoking. When I was in high school, it was like slow motion press. It was kind of like when your dad found that uh, that pipe in, oh in my your truck. God. This is a drum key. Yeah, I'm trying. Is that, is that what you told him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a dr- thing for drums. <laughs> really? So you smoke your pot with a key for drums? <laughs> yep. But uh, I was driving, and my dad was in the passenger seat, and he sl- It was like slow motion. He, for- I'm like, why are you going into the into the glove compartment? It was like, no, and he opens it, and then the cigarettes come flying out. He's like, who are these? And I'm like, who are these? Who's are these? Oh. You know, uh, I was like, yeah. oh, there's, there's Reggie's. <laughs> Your dog? Like, no, yeah, my dog. <laughs> uh, Dad, I'm going to have a dog in, in about uh, 20 years. But was Reggie a real person or a made-up name? No, it was my buddy Reg. Okay, you know? okay. Um, oh, that's straight out of uh, Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. His name was Reggie? No, no, but the cigarettes found in the... Uh, it's the ultimate deflection. You, well, believe, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna own up to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, why would I do that? All right. Let me go next to Shayna. Hi, Shayna. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. I was just calling. Um, I have my husband's best friend has been uh, lying to his wife for like I don't know many many years. 
So he tells her he goes to work on Mondays, and really he doesn't. Like, has grandparents come to the house, babysit the kids, gets dressed, goes to work, or pretends to go to work, but, like, he'll go play golf, he'll go do things for himself, go to the movies, all that kind of stuff. Like, So he has a me day, and he's never been discovered? Not that I know of. Wow. See, to me, I would always feel, especially if you're staying in the same general area, somebody's going to see somebody who's going to say. Yeah, at some some time in your life, that's going to catch up to you. But that's pretty well. He's been getting away with it for years. Years. Years and years. My husband slipped when he told me, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he was like, "No, but don't say anything." Too much stress, too yeah. much guilt. Yeah, that's oh. you're 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 playing with fire. Yeah. I wonder if thanks, Shana. She, I don't. Never mind. Okay. No, I mean, she's she's now complicit in this uh, in this charade. You know, I wonder if she agrees with it. Has she just called in? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I I had to pass along because our guest is on the line, ready to yeah. go. But thank you for the calls. We do appreciate that, and it's very interesting what people will hide. From their spouse from time to time. Well, I bet you this is an issue that's been broached on her, our next guest. On Super Nanny? Various shows. Maybe. Because it's not just the kids, it's the whole family. Uh, so, Super Nanny, Lifetime, Friday, 9 p.m. I love our next guest. Yeah, I'm I think she's great. She's uh, she's so, so great at what she does. It's an entertaining show, and we are happy to welcome the Super Nanny, Joe Frost, yeah! to the show this morning. Hi, Joe. Good morning, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on today. Joe, how many years has uh, the show been collectively on? Oh, my God. 16 years. <laughs> wow. 16 years. Could you have ever... Now, now, were you, what, what's your background and how did you become the nanny that you are before it led to the, the, the television breakthrough that you had? Um, I had over 17 years in the childcare arena. So I was a professional nanny and a, a head-hunted troubleshooter by many families. Okay. Before um, I went into private consultation. So what you see as the super nanny show is what I did privately for families who were in trouble, you know, needed help. So you were, you were actually performing the function of an actual nanny, but then that, that sort of morphed into more of a nanny slash therapist slash guidance counselor, for lack of a better description. And, and so that's what we see now when we see Super Nanny, correct? Yeah, I had, the, I had the experience of being a professional nanny for many families. And then I spent 17 years doing that. And then I went into the private consultation realm within the family space. Um, and the show is what I did professionally off camera. Oh, I got you. What I still do off camera. What I still do off camera as well. So I do on camera, off camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, obviously the the show is filled with with wonderful advice for for people to take and and use. And uh, you know, I guess what it what it boils down to though is each each family and each child is um, uh, unique, and and everybody has their own uh, special approaches that need to be taken place. I'm always amazed at how uh, quickly. Your uh, your methods work when you come in and and you start to uh, to employ these methods with these kids, and then obviously you show the parents how to do it. I think the hardest part, and and uh, being a parent of of three kids myself, is um, you know and and how great your advice is, but the actual using of it in real life, because a lot of times you don't have you you know life is chaotic. You don't have enough time to sit down and have that quiet discussion at this yep. very moment that you're having whatever uh, type of issue that might be taking place. Um, well, 
don't know. I beg to differ. Like, I kind of feel like, look, why do the families get the results, right? Mm -hmm. They get the results because they made it a priority, because they put the time in, because they had to say no to something else first in order to recognize that this was important enough to address. And so what I really do is, is, is streamline that, streamline it. What's really a priority? What's important to you? What do you want that you're challenged with right now? And the focus becomes a positive one in being able to get the family back on track because we so easily, in a very subtle way, get ourselves into situations that we're like, how do we get ourselves here? Like, what happens? Well, that's what happens. Yeah, you, what you have yeah. is you, you have people at the end of their rope so that they, they are now, they, they, yeah. and, and to me, and it happens so we don't have kids but anything that that is a behavior that is that involves you know my wife and i have done therapy in the past and it really helped our marriage a great deal and and uh the truth of the matter is that you 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 tend to clutter things you put things that are sub issues to sort of muck up the issue so you don't have to deal with the main issue and and uh and so that's what you sort of do you cut to the chase and say you know what is at the the core here it, it, and to me, I've always said, like, we have a pet that has, um, not to say that pets are humans or whatever, but but the truth of the matter is, if there's, a, okay, there's a, a an infection or something, you can give medication and treat it. To get to the core of a behavior, a behavioral issue or an emotional issue, that's a nightmare. Well, you've got you to, first of all, you've got to be open and you've got to be open to the process. Secondly, really, it takes something that we do the opposite of. When... When we are in disarray, we hold on tighter. We want to control the situation as best as we can because we know everything's whack. Everything's out of place. Whereas what I'm asking people to do is to let go, is to surrender. And that's very hard for a lot of people. You know, I mean, you know, we've all been there, right? Where we're like, you know what, just let it go. You've put enough energy into this, like, it's either working or it's not. So I think it's interesting to go through this process with the families because, like you said, as much as each family is unique, children do do have their milestones and their developmental stages. And adults have a process, even though they're uniquely different to every other family, that is universal to many other families. And that's why we can relate. If we take grief, for example, we've all been through it or we know someone, we can relate to that. Our journey is alone, right, because it's our experience, but we know that there are many other people that can relate to what it feels like to lose, to have lost, and to be going through the journey of grief, right, and and the 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 wave of that, because that's not a fix. Right. That's not like a child, you know, needs to learn how to sleep train and get better at that. You know, that's something that we live with forever, right, that void, you know, and how we come to acceptance of, you know, living every day. So, you know, it has its it has its levels in in how we help as a team, a family. And I say a team because, you know, I travel with, with a crew that work extensively with me on the road helping these families. You mentioned sleep training. Is that, um, or, or what is the main behavioral issue that you see when you go into these homes and, and how, if you could give one overall bit of advice to, to the listeners, the people listening who are dealing with the same thing, what would you tell them? <clears throat> For parents that are raising young children, I would say mean what you say and say what you mean. Because so many families do not mean what they say. 
or say what they mean. And they give their children mixed messages. So my mantra is, mean what you say, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Ah, that's that's, perfect. Yeah, Yeah. that is perfect. Not saying it mean, I understand that, but the other part is hard to do. (laughs) That's why you have the super nanny. Follow through is so difficult when my wife and I on imposing restrictions or or, uh, punishment even or, or things that, you know, need to be done and then we... Hey, we're good for about a week, and then we then we fall out of the the proper routine, and uh, and and it's been a broken cycle. That's been, now listen, we have three great kids; they're teenagers now. I don't have any attitude yeah. problems or anything like that. But I, but a question, right. Joe, as uh, for something that that I think I've struggled with as a parent is um, bridging the gap, or or at least. Being able to, I think a parent has a couple of big roles. One is protector, and another one is a preparer. And that is to, you want your kids yeah. to be comfortable and safe. But then again, you also want to prepare them for the, what the world has in store. And I feel that I haven't done enough of it as a preparation job as I should have done because I just want my kids to be comfortable and happy. And I am and I haven't taken in, listen to me, I'm, I'm, yeah. I need help you're, here, you're, you're opening your heart to the I'm super nanny. I'm opening up to the super nanny. <laughs> What can you tell uh, say to parents about that that have an, it that, that have trouble have it, letting their kids learn some of the hard lessons in life that they need to learn in those developmental years? Well, I think really the importance is you do them no favors. This is about this is about helping your children through adversity. This is about allowing them to emotionally feel what the repercussions are of that, whether it's a good consequence or not, or whatever those emotions are, allowing them to freely express what that is. When we snowplow and when we helicopter parent, all we do is think that we're protecting our children, right? But actually we're making it more difficult for them for the outside world in preparing them. So in what you said, in wanting to protect our children from emotionally feeling hurt, or disappointment, or sad because they didn't win the race, right? We think we're protecting, and actually we're not preparing. Mm. So if we can think of it like what you've just said, we need to do both, but we don't want to hinder one from doing the other, then what we we create is really the ability for our children to have more resilience. And we need our children, and as a family as a whole, to have more mental resilience, right, in being able to show up and have um, an attitude that will recognize that we have a hurdle in front of us. And how do we go about jumping that in being able to recognize that these things are going to happen in life? Because idealistically, it's not, right? You know, life is difficult and it is challenging. And being able to teach our children how to overcome that adversity is going to build up more resilient for them to be able to, you know, conquer those tough times or push through those tough times, you know. So that's really what we want to be able to instill with our children. Is it, that sometimes it, it gets tough. Yeah, yeah. it is tough. Yeah. And, and you, you, yeah. you actually have you have a, a unique aspect because a lot of people will study this and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll learn the, uh, the various mechanisms, but you have practical use. I mean, you, over your years as being a nanny, you, you've employed it. So the show, even if you're not, for me, even, you know, uh, just in general, when I've watched the show, there are valid, valuable life lessons to be gleaned. And and uh, this 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 go at it, this series on Lifetime starting up again. Uh, what are the families like that you've been to? So I know you've been to a family in New Jersey, uh, the the Bredo family, I think it is. How have the experience has been as you as you are as you're doing the show? Yeah, I mean, look, it's different this time round because. 
that, you know, all four walls were down. It was important to me when I came back to do the Super Nanny show that I said, we, you know, we're going to help every family. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to help every family. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age they are. If they're young adults living at home with their parents, if they're teenagers, like we're doing family. You know, whatever that means to you, whatever type of family you have, you know, whatever age the kids. So it's been, you know, it's been a great journey because, yes, we did help the Brazo family. You know, they were coming to terms with what they needed to change with having, you know, four kids under the age of four. And we're going to be seeing, um, you know, this week we've already watched um, a family already in a mother becoming more assertive with her young children. Her husband is a a firefighter, an international firefighter. We're going to be helping, you know, families where parents, need to come on the same page with other adults that are raising the kids as well. You know, we're going to be looking at children with different challenges, whether that's sleep, whether that's eat, teenagers, you know, wanting more time with their parents, communicating. Uh, well, technology is a huge one. Yes. Now in the era of technology. So, you know, one parent um, who I was helping was, well, showed signs and symptoms of addiction, you know, and needed detox and the ramifications of that on his entire family and his young children um, certainly needed to be... Well, the the show ultimately is doing a good thing. I I find it, uh, it's it's always very enlightening and I think it's it's a very, very, very positive show and anybody in any family scenario or dynamic can get something from it. So so congratulations for what you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate it. We need it right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we need we need the help right now. We're in a climate with a lot of uncertainty, and you know, you know, families out there they're unsure, you know, and um, you know they're a little bit fearful. So we need the staple of a great show like this. It's positive, whether you have children or not. Like you said, you do learn life skills and and sure. lessons, and I think that's good for all of us. Isn't Excellent. It, right? Bring yeah. Agreed. Together. Absolutely. All right, Joe. Thanks so much. Continued success. We'll talk to you down the road. Okay. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. <laughs> cheers. Take care. Joe Frost, guys, the Super Danny. Lifetime. It's on Friday, 9 p.m. I love her. You I know, love her. There's something that happened with you during that, that conversation. When, when you, you just, when you think someone has a, a bit of help or a bit <sighs> of counsel that could, you know, in that moment, like, can, can you help can me? Can you help me, please? Can you help me? I've never talked to anyone and, about and, this before. And, and, and it just, it, it, because it's true, you know, we, we all at some point... If I could just get there, if if someone could just, well, what happened when you did this? You know, mm-hmm. because we all need that. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. All right, we need to take a break. Uh, you know what we call use a massage? Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's going to help too. So here's what I'd like to do: I would like to give away a uh, Hannahstone massage and facial gift card, which is good for either a free massage or a free facial. We'll take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, Hand and Stone offers the very best of massage, hot stone massage, couples massage, expert facials, spa services starting at $69.95. And they have their Serenity package right now, which is pretty awesome because you can get a 50-minute massage and 50-minute signature facial and receive a free massage or facial service gift card or save $10 on spa gift card purchases at guest pricing. You go to handandstone.com. So call us 16, you get set up. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I got a text that says a big thank you from UKM Transit in Harleysville. We needed that ACDC. 
Well, it is our pleasure. So thanks for tuning in. My hometown in Harleysville, yes. my hometown now. I'm hoping for someday like a statue of me in Harleysville. That'd be really cool. <sighs> Maybe they rename the town. Like that. Maybe they could <laughs> rename Prestonville. You, you know, know Prestonburg. Who, who the hell's Harley? Maybe yeah. have you, the statue could be you farting into a mason jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, to commemorate that wonderful contest that Six we had. Our right. founder. I do mention. Uh, That's got to be something different because we all farted in the mason jars. It's got to be something he did by himself, like shaving his, uh, his foot. Or uh, or uh, that time you caught me coming out of the stall with my underwear down around my ankles. I did draw a picture. Of a that. statue of me with my underwear around my ankles. <laughs> Oh man! No, I'll take you know. I'll just take like a bench or something like that. You know, like, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Benches for people. So you can smoke pot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Oh, have you a little can be a bong bench. bench. Make a little bong bench for me in Harleysville. You know Look at that, son. I need yeah, to get to park. that. We'll do it right there. I need to get to that bench because uh, I've never actually seen it. I've only ho- heard lore of said pot bench. Um, and I need to take a picture of it because people say it's still there. Yes, they do. One of the guys that works at uh, Steven Singer swore up and down to me. It is there. He knows Brian? it. He goes by it all the time. Yeah, and he said he'll take a picture of it or something yeah. like that for us. <laughs> Brian's a Springfield guy. Yeah, I think it was Brian. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Nick wanted to, you got a thingy m- uh, to mention. I do have a thing. Yeah. Do your thingy. I have a thingy. Uh, I have a thingy. No, it's actually pretty cool. There's a screening of the new Harrison Ford movie. It's called Call of the Wild, and uh, it's tomorrow night at Ritz East. And listen, here at MMR, we have free tickets, but you have to enter to win them. So all you have to do is go to uh, my Twitter account or the President Steve Show Twitter account and um, follow the link. It's up on PrestonandSteve.com, but the best way to do it is just through my Twitter, and uh, you can win the tickets. It's first come, first serve, but there's no catch. All you have to do is do that, follow the link, and you can join us for the movie. It's tomorrow night at the Ritz East, and I believe the uh, start time is at 7.30. Call of the Wild, one of my favorite stories. Absolutely, Call the Wild. Yeah. Uh, I also. I, <laughs> How does that book end, by the way? Does the dog die at the end? Oh, uh, can't give not, it away. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, just but, like old Latin. But the death star <laughs> does get explained. <laughs> what is it? It's old, old yeller. Old yelly. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you said, old yelly? Old yeller. Yeah, yeah, I know, but... You, old letter, he was about to say. Old letter. You, you'd I was saying yellow lead better. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. <laughs> old lead better. Anyway. Uh, that's it. An old, like an old prospector uh, adopts uh, from a, a local kennel, uh, Eddie Vedder. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to go out in the snow? <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> woof, woof. Um, I'd also real quick want to thank uh, once again uh, Phil Abundance for coming by this morning and feeding us. And uh, they're doing it through their Phil Abundance Bun- <laughs> 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 Community Kitchen. Oh, God. Or PCK. It's a, uh, or, because, yeah. Uh, it's a culinary training program for adults. Uh, with low to no income, that's awesome. Can you um, can you purchase food from them? Do, do they do they sell their because they made cookies and all this other stuff? Is that stuff ready for retail purchase? I don't know. It says all older or all orders. Yeah, so it supports students in the program. So it's it's like a nonprofit catering company. So yeah, I assume that's a great you idea. Purchase and yeah. the money goes into this and helps uh, train uh, the people that are you know looking for a skill. Um, it's pretty awesome. So you can go to, uh, by the way, the, the catering company is PC catering with a K spelling the word catering, PC catering. Um, and they have breakfast, uh, box lunch, they cater evening events and all that stuff. So you can check them out at philabundance.org and click on community kitchen. I would check it out. That's a really cool program. I like that. And thank yeah. you to Hannon, Hannon Stone, uh, here, uh, offering up, uh, massages. We'll do some more giveaways in a little while with those guys. We only have time for a short conversation here, All real right. quick. And I didn't want to let this one uh, get away from me because, you know, I, I put stuff in the junk drawer, and sometimes, literally, it does end up being thrown away before I chance to get to it. But I thought this was this was pretty wild. Um, the scientists in Canada have identified this powerful radio signal 
coming from some 500 million light years from Earth. It broadcast in I a... I had three testicles. <laughs> Isn't that wild? What are they trying to tell us, the aliens? I Play... had three testicles. Because aliens would have different anatomy. Three testicles? Yeah, yeah. Sounds right in line with something that an alien might have. See Jodie Foster with the headphones on. <laughs> I had three testicles. <laughs> I had three testicles. It keeps repeating over and over. I had three testicles. I had three testicles. I had three testicles. <laughs> oh my god. I had three testicles. I had three testicles. I for one believer. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so anyway. <laughs> The wild thing about this is it does repeat. It broadcasts in a 16-day cycle. I had three testicles. Uh, the <laughs> first time. <laughs> Everyone waits. Wait, we're driving over to We're going to listen. The next uh, transmission will be coming. Three, two, one. I had three testicles. <laughs> uh, so 16-day cycle. Yeah, here's repeating. the deal. How powerful is the signal? This is the first time that they've seen these kinds of signals in a repeating pattern. Right. So these are the first what they call fast radio bursts that show periodi- uh, periodicity. Uh, the researchers wrote in a paper published at the end of, of uh, January, and they expressed hope that this could help identify the source of these mysterious signals. Uh, the Which caller are they asking you to be? Excuse me? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 1,647,000. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so uh, the fast... Uh, radio burst or or FRB transmits uh, its burst of radio waves over four days and then goes silent for another 12 before starting the cycle again. Uh, FRBs first detected in 2007 are massive blasts of radio signals that have been detected coming from different directions of deep space, uh, not usually lasting for longer than a few milliseconds and sometimes just fractions of that time. Uh, They're one of the most mysterious phenomenon in space research with astronomers unable to tell what's causing them. If they repeat or are just a one-off event, either way, they they can't describe, explain them. Less than 200 have ever been detected. Well, there is a sound to space that's been recorded, and they have sound from the energy that was created, what they believe to be, from the original Big Bang. Right. Right. Uh, which is an amazing thing. So it, it, we're not we're not talking that you know there's a, there's a DJ sitting there at the table on uh, <laughs> Alpha Centauri. Yeah, right. But there, there's uh, um, but still, this is an amazing thing when this stuff happens. Yeah, this is separate from that that yeah, sound yeah. that you're talking about. One possible explanation for the periodicity of the signals. Uh, <laughs> there they go. They're contacting us again, Preston. I had three testicles. <laughs> uh, they say that the reason that this is um, going in a cycle, or, or maybe a possible explanation, is that the uh, FRB source is orbiting a black hole, which masks the burst as the source moves around it. Another possibility is a powerful solar wind from a large star interfering with signals from an orbiting source. God Almighty, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you or ever... it could be the source is producing periodic bursts on its own. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's it's mind-boggling. That's why the movie Contact does a great job in the beginning when they're showing uh, the radio transmissions and television signals and how far they've traveled out into space. Yeah. And as you're going past planets and, you know, 
It it's it 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 literally boggles the, the amount mind. of stuff that we don't know we don't know is uh, oh unbelievable God, yeah. to me. You know, like the stuff that we haven't even discovered that we don't know about the the levels of of lack of knowledge. Well, I think it's been described, Nick, as all that is learnable of all that is learnable. We know two percent. Yeah, I, I've met, I've referenced yeah. it a few times, but this book that I'm reading um it, it talks about. The, the mistakes that we've made in science over the last yeah. 150, 200 years, and uh, and by we, I mean humanity. And it, it's just the stuff that we've learned that we got wrong. I, I, it makes me wonder, what are we getting wrong now? Yeah. Or, or hey, what, what haven't we discovered yet? That's why, and I'm sure I sounded like an idiot to him when we had Neil deGrasse Tyson on. I said, you know, uh, the mathematics and, and uh, astrophysicists use constants to make their you know, uh, projections and and, and yeah. get these, this information for the, these. Uh, I said, what if there's a constant that we've relied on for such a long time that we actually find out isn't really it? Yeah. And he kind of was like, no, it is what it is. It's we've we figured Shut it up, out. Dummy. <laughs> but, exactly. That's what I felt like. But I mean, you look at, uh, at at ancient astronomers, you know, Copernicus and and some of these names that you know. And when over time we found out that they were wrong about certain things as well. Yeah. Uh, and it but, happened. But they were going under the 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 um, belief that these were these were hard and fast rules, and then later on that's proved wrong. It's just there's so much there's, there's, to there's learn. Every legitimate point in asking that question because yeah. things that have been said, they all they've always said. Uh, again. Science is about constantly asking the questions and updating the material. Mm-hmm. When somebody says there's no room for equip, there's no room or or, or or latitude on this issue. That's not what science is about because there are things that were always things were this can't possibly be, and yet they find out it can be. Yeah. So you always have to leave the door open. I do love the fact about science that most of it is about proving things that are wrong, that are incorrect, and therefore you you get correct things from that. Right. Uh, it's just it it's a, it's a great process the way it works. Obviously, it's fiction, but I think about Goodwill Hunting and uh, geniuses that are out there that haven't been discovered too. You know, some kid in Southie who's who's a genius, and uh, or some guy sitting in the desert in the Sahara who's a genius that may not have access to things that Newton had access to, mm-hmm. things that Einstein had access to. You know, where where is untapped potential? Yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe there's somebody sitting there in red Adidas sweatpants with his uh, finger never, up his nose. You never know. You have no idea. Like He's you. A genius. Right. Maybe right. there's a guy in Kensington who <laughs> has three testicles. Yeah, no, that not Kensington. three testicles. <laughs> Junie oh, out of park. Yeah, sorry, yeah, they, the, the limos pull up in front of his house. <laughs> Mr. Lauer, we would like you to come with us. <laughs> <laughs> there is an antenna array in the Arizona desert. We need you there right now. Uh, I can talk to him. Uh, so far, is this you? I was watching Contact just yesterday. Yeah. Were you? It Were was you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it it came on at almost near the beginning, and uh, I'm like, all right, I'll stick around for a little. I love that movie. There is it's a so well done again. If you, I have to find it, and it's it's probably somewhere online, or maybe even on the Xfinity has it backlogged. But uh, Discovery Channel did it, and it um, Journey Across the Universe. I think the name of it is Alec Baldwin is the narrator. It's a couple of hours long, and it, it starts again. It's just the most amazingly simple premise, Preston. Yeah. People on a beach around a bonfire, and the one girl looks up, and then the camera starts going up, and it goes up and keeps going away from Earth and away yeah. and past quasars and past our universe and out to the origins of space and keeps and, and he says, and now we're this many light years, and now we're this many light years. And it it, it just is... Unbelievable! I've mentioned this for before. You want to you want to do a, a, a mind tweak? Is there's a there's a, um, a website? I think it's called the Power of Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a video that came out night like seventy eight. 
The power it, of 10. This is it. And, and it goes the other way, Steve. The power of 10 goes all the way out that way, but then it goes the opposite direction mm. to minuscule, tiny, uh, yes. subatomic matter, and, you know, all that stuff. And it's yeah. just like, uh, what What am I? Did you ever Did <laughs> you, know? you ever see, and it's a movie that I just recently uh, uh, tweeted out about, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Richard Matheson wrote the book, The, the, the Shrinking Man. And in that, he is, he's getting smaller. But as he gets smaller... He is now larger in this next universe he's moving into, and like what 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 lies what's beyond? there what's yeah. there in the micro and the macro? It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. It's powers of Ten incredible. came out in 1977, Preston. I remember watching it in elementary school, and I, I showed it to. Don't my do son. Powers of Ten. It seems desperate. <laughs> <laughs> powers of Nine. Powers of Nine are better. Um. So anyhow, there's another bit of. Uh, engineering uh, science that took place as well, and it does have to do with space travel. Um, NASA has fixed one of the most intrepid explorers in human history, Voyager 2, currently some 11.5 billion miles from Earth. Unbelievable. Is back online and resuming its mission to collect scientific data. How'd they do that? On the solar system and the energy. Yeah, just send a team. Yeah, the battery thing was effed up. I fixed it. So, By the way, when he left, he was a baby. Uh, yeah, exactly. He finally made it. <laughs> they said him just born. Uh, so it says here the spacecraft has resumed taking scientific data, and the science teams are now evaluating uh, the health of the instruments. Uh, the fix is no mean feat. It takes 17 hours one way to communicate with Voyager 2 from Earth, uh, which is the furthest away man made object in space. Uh, that means a single information relay takes 34 hours. One tiny bit of information takes 34 hours. So if you watch in 2001, there's a scene where they're interviewed by the BBC. And, and so what they do is they obviously they, they say we had to cut out the long pauses between the questions. They ask a question, they ask a series of questions, and then they edit the interview together. But, yeah, you're dealing with spaces that immense where communications yeah. like that becomes a massive issue. Yep. Uh, actually, the, the Martian um, yeah. shows that well. Or Interstellar. Which well, is which that, is an amazing. I tell you what, mind I, f. I love The Martian. The book is even yeah. more filled with that scientific engineering. It is such a great read. Yeah. I yeah. highly recommend it for you. That movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. I watched it. I can't remember the name Passengers. of it. Passengers. That it's day. actually really good too. I enjoyed it. Was yeah. it good? Yeah. It, it is, it's, and it's it, it sort of got short shrift. The basic right. concept is the machine a machine malfunction. There's a whole. Uh, portion of the population going to a new earth and on the way chris pratt's um pod opens up and he is they're 90 years away from the destination and he can't get back into it so uh, i won't give away too much but um there's a lot of very cool space elements and i like the design of the shit casey it's really it's really cool but essentially press what he does is he um uh he gets lonely so he finds jennifer lawrence's pod and and uh, opens it up, opens yeah. it up, well, and then basically lies to her and says he oh. was going to open up Kathy Bates' pod, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but she finds I, out. I, right? I, yeah. I may have to check that one out. Uh, by the way, the likeliest problem with uh, Voyager Two was that the spacecraft was using up too much of its available power supply, which triggered protection software. Yeah, and so that software automatically turns off Voyager 2's science instruments uh, when there's a power overload to save on power. Because it only has a finite supply, obviously. When was Voyager 2's launch date? <clears throat> uh, let me see here. That is a good question. Because you have to imagine the kind of technology that is aboard Voyager 2. Yeah, it's got to be 
fairly antiquated. November 5th, 1955. Oh, is that when that happened? That was when, yep. I remember that date. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, no, Steve. No, it was 77. Wow. So 77. Damn. So, so same, th- think of what you're, de- you're dealing with. The same year that the Power of 10 came out. Yeah. And think about the difference in technology then and now, and they can still... Uh, Star Wars was just released, right? Yeah. 77? Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, those are a couple things I wanted to pass on. Those We do have to take a break. I want to give away right now a Hand and Stone uh, massage and facial spa gift card. Good for a free massage or facial. We'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Hand and Stone offers the very best in massage, hot stone massage, couples massage, expert facials and spa services starting just sixty nine ninety five. Visit one of Hand and Stone's 55 locations in Delaware, South Jersey, and Philadelphia, including the Lehigh Valley. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents a sold-out concert event. The original lineup of live. Thursday, February 20th at the sold-out Excite Center at Parks Casino. Ed Kowalczyk, Chad Taylor, Patrick Dahlheimer, and Chad Gracie. Live rocks the house. All this week, Pierre Robert has free tickets and passes to meet the band. WMMR.com for complete details on live sold-out February 20th show at the Excite Center. From Parks Casino and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Thanks, Kat. So we're going to ask a question about the Dr. Oz show from yesterday. We have a $500 Amex gift card. We'll start with the 10th caller, and we'll see if we can get a correct answer on yesterday's show. Dr. Oz spoke to a reporter who confronted a woman who is known as the Doomsday Cult Mom in Hawaii. Her two children have been missing since September, but to this day, she has not revealed their whereabouts to authorities. What state did she and her new husband flee from? Two one five two six three WMMR. It's a wild story. Yeah, and it continues. I've only been peripherally you know, following it from afar. I need yeah. to check the details on because it looks pretty wild. Uh, so let's see if you know what state she and her new husband had fleed from. Two one five two six three WMMR. That is our number. Call right now, and we are going to do the bizarre file where we're waiting for your answer. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, this morning's brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. JFPB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at jfbb.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. A drunken passenger who caused a plane to be diverted after attempting to eat his cell phone ah. when a woman rejected his advances is facing time behind bars. Was he Was it possible he was just trying to hear the music through his skull, Preston? Maybe yeah. he was doing what Casey was telling us to do the other day, yeah. Matthew Flaherty <laughs> was on an easy jet from Manchester Airport to Keflavik, Iceland when he pulled a bottle of gin out of his bag and started str- drinking it straight. Ah! He started uh, flirting with a female passenger, but after she ignored him, he told her to F off and screamed that he was going to kill her family. God, this guy's the king of romance. Cabin crew members urged him to calm down and go back to his seat, but Flaherty turned on them and started shouting death threats and struggled with a man who attempted to retrieve his bag from an overhead locker. Uh, The staff alerted the pilot to the escalating incident, who took the precaution of locking the cockpit door and then diverting the plane to Edinburgh. Uh, ruining the holiday for 442 passengers on board. As the flight began its descent, he started pulling apart his cell phone 
and was chewing on the electrical parts. Mm. The phone's battery fell onto a seat and began to smoke, causing one steward to rush over to and place a device in a glass of water. Thank you. After landing, Flaherty was uh, taken to a police station where he continued his drunken outburst and racially abused an officer by repeatedly calling him the N-word and threatened to kill his family. Uh, Flaherty appeared in court on Monday where he pleaded guilty to charges, including putting the safety of a flight in danger. Uh, Aircrew staff were said to be quite shaken by Flaherty's behavior, and the court heard none of the cabin staff had dealt with anything as extreme as that before. Like eating your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. If you have been visited by a, this is in Australia, by the way, by a black beetle or two in the night recently, you're not alone. Black-headed cockchafers are made have made the most of favorable weather conditions. My dong is really sore and have it's appeared chafed. have appeared to uh, in houses around Tasmania. This is where this is. So, what do these things do? In some cases, in plague proportions. Oh boy! Doctor Simon Grove, senior curator of the Invertebrate Zoology at the Tasmanian Museum of Art Gallery, said the beetles were found throughout the southeast of southeast of Australia. <laughs> He said while the uh, beetles' presence was not unusual, their numbers were. I'm a black beetle. A video from uh, Brighton resident Alan Percy showed thousands of cockchafers in his house. What a name. Uh, cockchafers benefit from European settlement because they are like they like open grasslands. They do well in suburbia and on the fringe <laughs> because they, the grasslands they like are well-cropped and a bit weedy. I think that's our new insult, Preston. Yeah. Freaking cockchafer. Cockchafer. Uh, so Dr. Grove said black-headed cockchafer larvae lived underground and fed on grass. In the early stages, the larvae provide soil aeration, but then they go through a hungry teenage stage, yeah. feasting on lawns. So they're a bit of a nuisance. They're not yeah. dangerous, but they are in. there's a lot of them. Uh, so Even teenage cockchafers have an attitude, right? Yeah. Careful of the cockchafers. <laughs> U.S. Customs and Border Protection intercepted a package... Filled with tiny dead birds from a passenger's bag at Dulles oh. International Airport. Uh, the traveler arrived to D.C. on a flight from Beijing. Uh, during a baggage examination, agricultural specialists discovered a package containing several small birds that were dead. The carrier said the birds were cat food. Uh, dead birds? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The cat won't eat anything but dead birds. Uh, the species of the birds is unknown, but they are banned in the U.S. from China because of their potential to carry bird flu. Uh, the package was knock it off with this stuff. Destroyed on behalf of the U.S. Department of Agriculture by Border Protection Agriculture Specialist. Uh, during a typical day last year, the CBP Agriculture Specialist across the nation seized 4,695 prohibited plant, meat, animal byproduct, and soil. Intercepted uh, also intercepted 314 insect pests at U.S. ports of entry, according to Customs and Border Patrol. Press releases. So you see what's going on in the news, and you realize why they have to be this fastidious about this stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't like this guy was trying to smuggle these birds to sell them or anything like yeah. that. I mean, they they were like dried and dead, dried and, dead birds. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, you always have to travel. Yeah. And then one last story: an argument between two moms escalated into a physical fight Monday morning at an Ann Arbor middle school. Aww. The women were arguing around 9 a.m. inside the uh, the middle school. The disagreement stemmed from the mother's children not getting along. Verbal sparring turned into a physical altercation. All of this was during a dance recital, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, the school was placed on what's called a soft lockdown to ensure that no students would be in the hallways while the police were responding. 
Uh, the school routine resumed. Uh, the school routine resumed quickly after the police response, and the rest of the day went smoothly. So the dance recital was just fine, fine after the physical fight between moms and the soft lockdown. Both parents were not arrested, but are being interviewed by police. Does that come with half-hearted body cavity checks? And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question from yesterday's Dr. Oz show. On yesterday's show, uh, Dr. Oz spoke to a reporter who confronted a woman who's known as the doomsday cult mom in Hawaii. Her two children have been missing since September, but to this day, she has not revealed their whereabouts to authorities. What state did she and her new husband flee from? 215-263-WMMR. We're looking for caller number 10, and we're going to go to Dan for that. Hey, Dan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Dan. So what state did she and her new husband flee from? I believe it was Idaho. That is correct, yes. Hang on, Dan. We're going to get your information. Set you up with a $500 Amex gift card. Now, that was easy. Get a daily dose of the Dr. Oz Show each day. Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. Watch the Dr. Oz Show weekdays at 2. That is on Fox 29. Uh, On today's show, breaking news, I just froze. Elizabeth Smart sexually assaulted on an airplane. So that's what we might have a question about tomorrow. We'll find Jeez. out. I know. He does some heavy, heavy stuff. stuff. And we'll have more money to give away. By the way, secret text word, prize, now do it, uh, 39333, because we got to get a winner now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're look, looking to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Greater Philadelphia, or for the Philadelphia Fishing Show. Uh, Kathy, give me a number. Call it. Nine. Car number nine yeah. at 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We'll come back with that and more. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Pearl Jam on 93.3 WMR. It's better, man. We are the Preston and Steve Show. It is 10.22 on a Wednesday morning. And uh, we're going to have a fairly nice day today. So we have clouds. Uh, the high of about 47. Not too bad. Uh, we have rain on the way. Warmer temperatures tomorrow. High 55. And then nosedive in the temperature department, but the sun comes out on Friday and Saturday. So sunshine and 34 degrees both of those days. So take what you will from that. Uh, Right now, we're going to take a caller and see if we can get a uh, word of the week winner. We were looking, or not word of the week, a secret text word winner. Uh, We were looking for caller number nine, and that just happens to be Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning to you. Good morning. Sorry about you guys' work. No, you're good, man. You might even win a prize. Bob, what is our secret text word? That word would be guppy. Guppy. <laughs> you got it, man. Hang on the line, Bob, because we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show, February 21st through the 23rd at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Notes. I get it. Now I know why we're playing fish. <laughs> the fishing show. <laughs> uh, and saltwater and freshwater. Trout to tuna. Visit phillyfishingshow.com. And you can meet Casey there. He's going to be there on Saturday, February 23rd, between noon and 2. And we also had a random texture that wins as well. Cameron Brown 
of West Grove, PA, is also going to get that four-pack of tickets. So congratulations to you. All right, uh, lesson question time. Today, we give away a four-pack of tickets for the Filling Home and Garden Show, which is Friday through Sunday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. There's so many good questions I could ask today. Um, who sang when Octopussy Queefs? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You think we'll get a winner on that one? Uh, yeah, why not? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. That was uh, like 6.30 this morning. Who sang the song When Octopussy Queefs? 215-263-WMMR. We said very quickly, but see if you know the answer because we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into it. Steve, what kind of stories you got for us today? Well, Olivia Jade's fraudulent college resume continuing to reveal even more embellishments, including false claims of athletic achievements. Jade is also credited with developing LASIK eye surgery. And we know that just didn't happen. <laughs> Jesse Smollett facing a six-count indictment after being accused of faking a hate crime in Chicago last year. Smollett got emotional, saying he loves the people who still believes him, believes him and hopes they are all in top-quality asylums. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, Farrah Abraham singing the praises of her third, count them, three vaginal rejuvenation procedures. However, the sub-level porn star admits this time was not easy and did require dynamite. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. Alrighty, we'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, who sang When Octopussy Queefs? It's a song from one of the Bond movies. Yeah, it is. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey. Mike, who sang When Octopussy Queefs? Sheena Easton. Sheena yeah. Easton. Wow. Kudos to you, Mike. Hang on the line. You got yourself a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show Friday through Sunday, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And for more information and discount tickets, you can go to phillyhomeandgardenshow.com. I got music news. Oh, wait. No, I don't. You know, I, I mean, I do. But first, I want to let you know, because we did Octopussy Queefs already. That was from this morning, right? Yeah. We have a Daily Rush video. Wow. Oh, my God. It's called Happy Birthday, Octopussy. It's Bond Girl, Maud Ad- Adams' birthday. We give a loving tribute. Watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. We need to secure that sound of the mothership from uh, Close Encounters. Uh, with, yeah. Bah, bah. This morning, yeah. that was said, and now it's already a Daily Rush video. Go grab it. Let's do music news. No. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, this morning, Music News brought to you by New Jersey Transit Department, Police Department, uh, reminding you that uh, we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to 1-800-TIPS-NJT, or you can text... Your report to NJTPD. Ozzy Osbourne and Nine Inch Nails members Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are among the musicians scheduled to speak at the 34th edition of the South by Southwest Music, Film, and Media Conference in Austin. Ozzy and his son Jack will take part in a conversation with comedian Jim Norton, while Reznor and Ross will join executive producer and writer Damon Lindelof to discuss their composing work on the HBO series Watchmen. Uh, so dates and times are coming up on the South by Southwest website if you happen to be headed down there for that. Godsmack is a- aiming to support 
local music students in New Hampshire by involving them in two events this weekend, including the filming of the band's latest video for a single called Unforgettable from the group's current album, When Legends Rise. Uh, first, frontman Sully Erna will speak to middle school students on Friday. The following day, Godsmack will invite more than 300 students to join the band for a performance of their new single, Unforgettable, at the SNHU Arena in Manchester. Erna's talk at Gilbert H. Hood Middle School in Derry, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, uh, will focus on the challenges he's faced and how music saved him while encouraging uh, the younger musicians to continue to pursue their dreams. You say Derry, like like the town... Um, that's like Derry, Stephen... Maine. Okay. Yeah, that Stephen King has. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But this is Derry, New Hampshire. You know, in the same ballpark, but... Yep. Uh, the day will end with the band teaching Unforgettable to the students in preparation for the following day's filming. Uh, Godsmack had previously recruited 20 students from that school to join the band in the studio during the recording of Unforgettable and provide vocals on the song's chorus. Uh, these same students performed the song live on stage with the band at a show in Guilford, New Hampshire, last August. Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett, bassist Robert Truillo, side project, The Wedding Band, will perform on Sunday, March 8th at the Senate in Columbia, South Carolina. Hmm. Uh, the group, which also features Ugly Kid Joe singer uh, Whitfield Crane, Bad Wolves guitarist Doc Coyle, we joined by Queens of the Stone Age drummer John Theodore and others. The wedding band last performed in July of last year at Cosmo Music in Richmond Hall, Ontario, where they played cover versions of such classics as ACDC's Highway to Hell, Billy Idol's White Wedding, Black Sabbath's War Pigs, and the Ramones' Blitzkrieg Bop. So they have this little cover band they do for fun. The wedding band. Yeah, I like that. Well, this is pretty wild. With little fanfare other than an onstage announcement by Steven Tyler... Aerosmith co-founder Joey Kramer is back behind the drums for the band. Wow. There you go. They got it together. Kramer, who had been temporarily sidelined following surgery, played the entire Monday night set during the band's Deuces or Wild residency at the Park Theater Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Last month, Kramer unsuccessfully filed suit against the band, claiming he was forced to audition to keep his job following surgery and was deemed too weak to perform. Kramer specifically took umbrage at being not being uh, I'm sorry being not permitted to play at the band band's music cares honor on January 24th or the Grammys on January 27th. TMZ posted footage of Kramer being turned away from an Aerosmith Grammy rehearsal. So but I guess they all made nice. He's back with the band. Yeah. Huh. Much and, ado about nothing. And then one last story. Listen to this. Former Eagle guitarist Don Felder, he's been in our studio before, Yeah, is engaged to Inside Edition weekend anchor Diane McInerney. McInerney, I guess is how you say your name. Uh, and she's gorgeous. Of course. They, uh, oh, they're always gorgeous on those shows. People.com reported that uh, Felder popped the question back on January 19th during a sunset stroll in Malibu, not far from where he wrote the introduction to the Eagles Hotel California. Felder, who is now 72, gave the 48-year-old McInerney a custom-made five-carat round brilliant cut diamond. According to an insider close to the couple, uh, Don is so in love with Diane, she fills his heart every day in every way with love and joy. What does he fill her with? Diane <laughs> is beyond excited to be engaged to the love of her life. Their friends and family are thrilled for their happiness. Uh, the upcoming nuptials mark the second walk down the aisle for both of them. So. I love Don Feldman. So good. Yes, <laughs> yeah. good, good for them. And uh, there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. 
Let's give you some pampered uh, treatment from our friends at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. They've been taking care of the staff here at WMR yes. in our Xfinity uh, room, and uh, we are set to go for you to get taken care of, but not here in the Xfinity Lounge, but at one of their locations, and there are many locations in our area. We'll take caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you a gift card good for a free massage or facial. Now, don't forget, you can buy a Valentine's Day spa package like their Serenity package, which includes a 50-minute massage and 50-minute signature facial. Sounds good. And receive a free massage or facial service gift card or save $10 on spa gift card purchases at guest pricing. So caller 17, going to take care of you, 215 263 WMMR. R. Right there. We'll take a break and give the letter of the day word of the week. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BBT Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. I only love and I love you. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Probot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's local shots opener, Foxtrot and the Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Mr. Brightside, and let's all try to look on that bright side if we can on this Wednesday morning, the Preston and Steve show. Working our way through the work week, and if Friday is your destination for happiness, you are on your way, my friend. We're getting there. Absolutely getting there. Today has been an enjoyable radio program. I had a lot of fun with uh, all the stuff we did today. Uh, we gave away some cool hand and stone packages. I want to thank those guys for yeah. being here this morning. Wonderful, wonderful. Offering up some rest and relaxation and a little tension break. And thank you also to our friends at Phil Abundance, who yeah. fed us with actual breakfast food. We're normally eating dinner at, uh, for breakfast here. <laughs> People and, always freak out when they see what we eat in the morning. I know. And they, they brought it from the Phil Abundance Community Kitchen, or PCK, a culinary training program for adults uh, with low to no income. If you would like to check them out, you can do so at philabundance.org. Click on Community Kitchen. And you, they also do catering. And if you, the money goes directly to helping these people out, these low to no income people uh, who is, are, are looking for a skill. And uh, they'll, they'll train them in the culinary arts. It's cool, man. Well, the stuff we tasted, I don't know if you had any of that bacon, but holy crap. Yum. Really good. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, thank you also to the Super Nanny. Yeah. Joe Frost was on. You can catch that. Super Nanny's back on Lifetime Friday nights at 9 p.m. And just to reiterate, we are headed back to Clearwater for Philly Spring Training, the President Steve Show, taking it on the road once again. We will be there on Friday, March 13th, live from Spectrum Field. One day of broadcast, and uh, we are looking forward to that event. So I wanted to give, wanted to give you a heads up if you happen to be headed down that way. Uh, look us up. Come and see us. Uh, there, w- w- there will be a game that day, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why we're doing it on that Friday. So we'll st- uh, stick around for a little while afterwards. And um, 
We're, we're working on maybe allowing uh, listeners to get in a little bit earlier than in years past. We'd like for that to happen. That'd be cool because I, I, right if we're doing the broadcast, I have to leave immediately afterwards and fly right back. My, my band, Saint, we're doing a charity event. Uh, it's a cancer charity event that we agreed to months and months and months ago last year. And so I got in. This is the day that we can do the spring training thing. So I got to get in and out. There's a couple of those in the next uh, where you're. Traveling, uh, likewise with me, traveling and coming back like the next day, and it's all part of the deal. But that's just how the calendar works out sometimes. Yep, absolutely. Pierre Robert is here. How are you doing today, sir? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Good to see you once again. And to you again, I say. Uh, shall we? <laughs> yep. What do you say? Good. Oh, it's good to see you. Yeah, okay. Good to see I got you that. again, as it is again, again. Same as it ever was. Always. Yeah. Shall we do the letter? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter B as in boisterous. All right. Very boisterous. We have a $500 Steven Singer gift card to give away on Friday. You can get one of Steven's popular fully dipped classic gold roses for Valentine's Day starting at just $69. Only at I Hate Steven Singer. Dot com. So get yourself set for that. You set for a great day today, my man? Most death. Excellent. What's up on uh, the program? We've got uh, more tickets to give away for a live uh, a week from tomorrow now at Parks Casino and to meet the band. Uh, really cool workforce blocks. Uh, Offspring, John Mellencamp and Nirvana uh, and the Vinyl Cut. And if all goes well, I am uh, wearing my Chuck Taylor. Ah! Yeah. Green Day. Ooh. Uh, uh, I like cool. those. Ah! Dear God. Not quite. If as limble as you used if to If you're going to be yeah. in ballet, yeah. honey, you got to be able to kick your legs up. Yeah. All right? Um, so this is with the, the on the Uno Dos Trey album, they made uh, Chuck Taylor sneakers. Um, I'm wearing those because if all goes well, uh, this afternoon I will uh, interview Billy uh, ah, Joe Armstrong. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, album's arrival, Father of All Blankety Blanks, last um, Friday. Uh, it's 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 ten songs, twenty seven minutes long. Yeah, Is that wild? A it's a short one. I've listened to it several times uh, easily. Now uh, I have not. So uh, the father of all the, the title track that we've been playing, I love. Yeah. I love this new direction. What's the rest of it like? It's more. Tra- you know, it sounds more like traditional Green Day. However, they are kind of going for incorporating songs that in that have a sound. Um, you know, everything from glam to um, a little country and western to a little Motown. So, so uh, kind of, you'll hear sounds that influence them on the okay. way. Okay. Uh, and there's one song, and I forget, I think it's called Oh Yeah, yeah. It's called Oh Yeah. And in it, they uh, also morph, um, um, uh, is it Do You Want to Touch Me from Joan Jett, where she's going, Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. They actually morph yeah. the direct. Oh Yeah. yeah. They yeah. morph the direct chorus onto their chorus. It really sounds cool. Okay, so nice. it, it's a good album, and um, um, so and they're fascinating people. What time might we have uh, him on the? Program? If all goes well, we will have this for you tomorrow. Okay, got it. So, um, I, if uh, you know things, sometimes occasionally fall through the cracks and things break down. Yep. Um, but if they don't, that will be the case, and I expect they won't. All right, excellent. Well, thank you, Pierre. You're welcome. I want to thank our sponsor, the President Steve Show, is brought to you today by the Philly Pops, uh, Phil Collins, and the music of Genesis, March sixth through the eighth. Tomorrow on our program should be a good day. We have comedian John Dore who's stopping by. We have local Oscar winner Colleen Grogan 
in the studio. She's the one who we sent a little yeah. shard out to yeah. when we found out a local person in Phoenixville won an Oscar the wow. other night. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her sister texted us, and uh, yeah. Colin got in touch, and she's taking the train down. She lives in New York, so she'll be on the show tomorrow. That's she awesome. bring the Oscar with her? She is not. She, oh. they, they don't give the Oscars to the executive producers. So, but she has an Emmy as well, so she's going to bring the Emmy. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also have Top Chef Master Nick Liba- uh, Liberato. Liberato! In our studio uh-huh. tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a chock-full day. What? No, no. I Are was. You... I booked it. I was going to tell you who he is, but I'll tell you okay. tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited. Like, I got something. I didn't know if you wanted a little uh, background on him. Uh, we'll do it. We'll meet yeah. him tomorrow. Okay. Okay, yeah. So He's Italian. We are done. <laughs> Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is, bud? Not even gonna f- say it because you already know. Next message. Huge shout out to my buddy T Money. Found out he bought a house. Can't believe they're letting us do all this grown up stuff on Chaperone, buddy. Love you, my man. Next message. To the f- idiot who's driving 60 miles an hour in the middle lane. I guess you should have f- listened to Preston and Steve yesterday. I hope you get pulled over before you kill someone. F- it. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.